Welcome to Focus Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome back for episode 71 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on February 3rd, 2017 on Twitch.tv. Big shout out to the live chat here. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us. This is your host, Blue Crew 86. Alongside me, we have the man who just couldn't listen to our amazing Extra Lore episode this month and and who decided to make like a guardian and shave off his beard, Rip Van Justin Sane 0516. Justin, you get some uh, good sleep lately with that baby face of yours? What? Sorry. <laughs> what? Is there a show? <laughs> We're doing it live. No, um, yeah, yeah, I got some really good sleep. Um, I was playing an ocarina and I was trying to perfect my craft and then I fell asleep. <laughs> I, I played an, an infinite sleepness song and it, I don't know. I don't know Zelda. <laughs> um yeah i fell asleep sorry about that guys i was really bummed too to not get to hang out with the special guest we had but sound like you guys had it under control mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's okay i'm actually more offended that you you shaved off your beard but you know well we'll, we'll let that pass you know it um there is a lingering effect that still haunts me oh bearer mine i like to think that the beard has moved on to another host because after i went and then i went to clean up all the hair was gone so i think it just kind of crawled and, and i think someone else is wearing it oh we also have with the smell i hear you're in the middle of some calibrations over there how are those coming Ah, uh, it's still calibrating. Mm-hmm. I still have more calibrations. Yes, yes, yes. What are we trying to allude to? Are we trying to allude to Mass Effect? Because yes. that's the only thing I'm thinking of. Okay, yep. all right. Krogan. <laughs> Krogan. Hello. I'm just saying the things that I know from Mass Effect. <laughs> that's like the Krogans one. Krogan's before Hogan's. Like, hello. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, I I actually I've been want like I think the last time I was on, I said I wanted to play it. I have not done that because I've been excessively busy. Um, I have gotten a small fraction of time, probably a grand total of five hours in the last month of some Witcher, and then maybe like equal amounts of that of some Overwatch. But um, that's kind of it. But I'm really excited because it comes out uh, the day after my birthday. So, yeah, that's. That's really exciting. That's super exciting. Really excited. I'm really excited. I saw a picture of the new Krogan today. Next to him was also a very dashing Turian. I'm excited. <laughs> in case in case no one knew, Mel Mel has a likes the Krogans. I like the yeah. Krogans. I I am very fond of a very certain Turian. I'm just not naming any names, Garrus. Um but <laughs> Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited for Mass Effect. Yeah. And then did so. you say you had something else you wanted to? I did. I did. And I haven't really talked about it much on social media, but why I was away the last week. Last week, I was um, helping some of our uh, good clan mates get married. Um, and they're really good friends. And uh, Zach and I were, Zach's my my boyfriend. Um, him and I were the, uh, he was best man and I was maid of honor in the wedding. Um, <laughs> and the, the day before, uh, after eight years, Zach proposed to me. So now Yay! we're getting married. 
congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So uh, it'll be eight years um, in a couple days. So we're excited. I was, I was, I had no idea. <laughs> those no, are the best. Yeah. Those are the Congrats. best ones. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. So well, that's all I had. <laughs> I've got my own tux. It's a bow tie. That's, is that a problem? Is that all there is a bow tie, or is there more? To no, it? no, it's a bow tie tux. Okay. Not just, I'm not a Chippendales dancer, Mel. Although I've been told I, I could be. No. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you do. You shaved off the mustache. That might. Yeah. This is true. This is true. You may, maybe you need to shave more, and then maybe you really will be a Chippendales sir. But um, anyways. <laughs> Blue, take it away. We're getting off right now. Way to go. <laughs> Best podcast ever. Well, I'm oh, just... man. Well, green. Mel's getting married. <laughs> Justin, Justin's cry. very excited. He's going to go cry in the corner. <laughs> you okay over there, Justin? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> green had some things come up that require her attention, but we're hoping that she'll be back next week and ready for the uh, normal shenanigans. And in the guest co-host spotlight tonight, we have our friend Coed Beast. Coed, how are you doing tonight? I am fantabulous. Not not frabulous. No, real, not real frabulous. Real. That would imply <laughs> I'm a crazy hunter person. <laughs> and it's frabulous. Frabulous. We just free ages, gays. They just make up words. It drives me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then I should really be a hunter. Then, Crap. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you See, oh. <laughs> See we've already out. won. We haven't even started. We haven't even started, and we already won. I think I'm Do we even want to keep going? Yeah, I, I think we good. You want to play the outro? We Let's must. go. Yeah, come on. Well, that was the Take fastest. It home, Randy. Wow, that was the fastest podcast you've done. A plus, guys. Yes. Uh, um, real quick, Coed, can you tell us where people can find you if they wanted to chat more with you about tonight's topic or anything else? Certainly. So I'm on Discord as Coed Beast. Um, pretty much anywhere on the interwebs, you can search for Coed Beast, and I will come up. Um, I'm also a co-host of a newish, yeah, new uh, podcast called Rabbit Hole Radio. Um, if anybody wants a invite to our Discord, just you know, hit me up and I'll get you one. It's all about you know, spin foil and theory crafting, and the crazier the better. That's how we like it over there. Justin is a very big supporter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just wait till tomorrow, Justin. Your head might explode. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Yeah, when do you guys when do you guys uh record live? Um live so home? we don't record live. We're not special like that, but <laughs> we do record every other um every other week. Okay, cool. Because we so like it, to have enough time to do It's stuff. dumb. <laughs> I wish we could record live, but sadly, my cheap little laptop can barely run Discord and Voice Meter. Yeah. So, <laughs> anything Who else? Was it that said, "Oh, you do"? Someone told us, "Oh, y- you do it live. How brave! <laughs> yeah. um, Good for you." We've, we've been told that a couple times, but yeah. that's half the fun. I've we on the episodes that we don't do live. It's it's really weird because I'm so used to having the chat scrolling and like you know having that chat going to interact with and when you don't have that it's like i don't i don't know what to do with my hands yeah like, here i'm actually i'm going to throw up an invite into chat real perfect. quick for a rabbit hole 
All right. And then we'll, we'll definitely include that in the show notes as well. The topic of today's chat is going to be an exploration of the exotic warlock armor that we have in Destiny currently. Before we get into that, however, I do have a few housekeeping notes. In our last chat, we looked at the exotic hunter armor. If you missed that and have any interest in hearing our thoughts, please be sure to check out www.focusfirechat.com for archives of all previous chats, as well as links to all the other aspects of Focus Fire Chat out in the internets. If you don't mind, please give us some feedback on iTunes to let us know how we're doing. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Friday at about 10 p.m. Central, we get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chat for those who are unable to participate. Please be sure to also give some support to the other podcasts in the Guardian Radio Network, found at theguardiansofdestiny.com. These include Guardian Radio, the official podcast for the Guardians of Destiny, Guardian One, and Ghosts and Echoes, which also has the Destiny Audio Grimoire. Our next chat's going to be an exploration of the lore surrounding the exotic Titan armor that we currently have access to in the game. With that, let's go ahead and pull up some information on these powerful garments that our warlocks don to protect themselves from the dangerous libraries that they frequent. Lorebot, let's go. Query. Grimoire. Database. Results found. Displaying on screen. Alright, so... Starting in alphabetical order, I believe we have the first of the Warlock exotic helmets, which is the Apiothis Veil. Apotheosis Veil. Sorry. Talk much. Um, the Apotheosis Veil. Most helmets protect the mind from the universe. Not this one. So, yeah. Um Coed, enlighten me. I, I have this one. I have this one on my on my warlock, and yes, I have a warlock. But what does it do? I uh, yeah, <laughs> don't know because I don't <laughs> use you don't it like ever. <clears throat> this is one of those exotics that I honestly I would actually have to look it up to find out what it does. <laughs> well, I don't ever. I don't use it for anything. <laughs> I can tell you, on, I can count on one hand the amount of exotics that I use on a daily basis in my warlock. One of them Featherhead? No. Um, <laughs> according to our really that awesome mind map. I play trials. <laughs> <laughs> according to our really awesome mind map where uh, we do post it afterwards. So if you guys want to see this information, it's also on there. Um, but it says that we have, it gives you immediately re- God, I can't speak right now. Immediately regenerates health on activating your super. Yeah, it's private reserves. Um, Wow. That's pretty useless. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Well, it is. Especially considering Stormcaller. That does that. Can you kill one? Well, (laughs) and this this one was added in vanilla, too. So keep that in mind as well. Some of Mm. of the vanilla. Yeah. No. Was it? Yeah, that's. I'm pretty I'm sure this gonna, one. I we're don't gonna, know. I... We're going to look it up. <laughs> Fact I'm looking it up. To the internets. Yeah, this is the scuba diving helmet. 
All right. Wow. I win. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's pretty much you useless. Win. You do win. Um, the only one that's probably more useless than this is the next one. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, and that will agree. But I, I mean, I would You're just say that to everything on here. So, uh, <sighs> <laughs> but real quick, uh, just as with just as what we did last week, um, our good friend Rhino six six six, he does the lore cards every Thursday over on Twitter, and then also um, I believe he posted the majority of those either on his own site or with the Mulehorn group. Uh, on their site but he he was kind enough to give me access to his database for his trivia facts about some of these some of these items and he he brings up the point that apotheosis is basically deification uh it's it's literally to make divine or raising one to godlike status uh this is actually a, you find this in the origin of the egyptian practice to deify all dead pharaohs as osiris uh, once a pharaoh passed away, they were believed to begin the apotheosis. Uh, this ascension was basically the process of one's mortal self reaching enlightenment and the transferring of the soul into the heavens. And that's actually, it's not just the Egyptians. It's a very, very, very common belief across many cultures. But um, yeah, so that's, that's where the kind of the concept came from. Uh, another another note here is that many kings and leaders have depiction of themselves drawn as artists by reaching this heavenly state. Uh, the one that comes immediately on the top of my head is Napoleon. Uh, Napoleon did this quite frequently. Uh, and that's also where you get the famous uh, left hand inside the breast pocket of your of coats. That's actually Napoleon actually kind of started that trend. Um but that's that's another kind of thing that actually in history that was done. Um, he did have a note here about the serpent's tail uh, being the symbol of rebirth simply because it's kind of like the Ouroboros. Ouroboros. Um, I'm not sure on apotheosis exactly where that was going, but yes. So there's that. I don't know if there's – is there a serpent so- on there? On the, so. on the veil, on the veil. I don't, so. I don't know where that that them. trivia note was from, but uh, yeah. So that's the that's um, the trivia I have for this one. Also, though, I wanted to say there is another definition for apotheosis, and I don't think it's the one that the flavor that the name is referring to. But I just mm-hmm. thought it was worth throwing it out there. It's actually the highest point of in development of something, um, right? Yeah. It would actually be the exact opposite of the word nadir, which I thought was funny, but um, which would be That's the lowest point. True. In yeah, the, that actually is that is true. Yeah. The development of something. So, um, yeah. So I, I, but though having said that, I just wanted to put that out there just so we could have all the information. But I actually do think that the apothe- apotheosis veil. Just looking at the looking at the flavor text, I think that uh, it is leaning more towards the, the deification mm-hmm. um, than it is that. Um, that would fit, you know. Yeah, and the only, the only other thing I'm thinking, too, is the, the use of the word veil uh, is very, very symbolic in a lot of mythologies and religions as kind of the, the 
separating factor between the natural and the supernatural. So if you have an apotheosis veil, you know, you're actually literally trying to pierce the veil and become more, you become divine. And in order to do that, you would, you would be exposing yourself to knowledge that's beyond your capacity to understand probably, which comes into the flavor text. Most helmets protect the mind from the universe, not this one. This one opens your mind to the universe and helps you transcend that veil, thus performing apotheosis upon the wearer. Which is kind of where I think the that's when I read this, this that's kind of where the flavor text leads me to think they're going. Wait, warlocks want to be omniscient? No. Yeah, no, oh. no, they're not. They're not like that. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, if you think do you think we got that one? Uh, everyone kind of agrees that it's useless. Yep. <laughs> All right. If you if you need if you need to dive into the ocean, the apotheosis veil might be of some use to you. It looks like a scuba helmet. <laughs> Make sure your ghost brings a rebreather. <laughs> All right. Do you want to jump to the astrocyte verse? This one, this one, I like. I like how this one looks. I'll give you yes. That. Okay. Uh, how do you say the name one more time? Because I, I really astrocyte. Is that okay? Astrocyte verse. Um, uh, the Ido Chris, the it, oh god, I cannot speak today. I'm so sorry, guys. I did not come here prepared. Uh, <laughs> I'm the one that's still pulling up the map. <laughs> <laughs> Professional um, guys. Yeah. So, um, the idiocism. I can't say that word. Idiocosm. I'm sorry. I butchered that. Thank you. Idiocosm. I don't know what that word means, but sure. Okay, I can kind of guess. But anyways, contained within this helm transforms the wearer's head from flesh and or exoneurons to the pure raw stuff of thought. And we it does this. Um, it has the exotic part of teleportation. So it reduces blink cooldown and increases blink travel distance. Um, this was also added into the Taking King. Um, did you want me to go further into the name meaning of the name yeah, or did you, yeah. do you want sure. to, or okay. do you, whoever, whoever wants to go for it? I can keep reading. I'm fine with, all right. So, um, astrocyte, the star shaped cells within a brain and spinal cord. Um, that's where that name comes from. That's what that actual word means um they maintain the functionality providing nutrients and repairing damage to the brain and when you actually look at this helmet it actually looks like a bunch of neurons and um different electro um currents flowing through the brain so like you see a lot of those pictures and stuff and when you look at it that's exactly what it looks like um so and in uh it also means star shape is from the Greek astron, a.k.a. origin of astronomy as well. Um, there's the ancient idea of, quote, the universe was created and contained within the mind. So hold on. We're getting corrected. It looks like. Yeah, it's, oh, it looks oh. like this is one of the ones that got <laughs> updated in the game. They changed the exotic perk and I pulled oh. in old information. So apologies on that one. Oh. It's not Sorry, teleportation. Guys. I believe it is actually move to survive. Uh, and that basically gives you a temporary increase to recovery on blink. 
So it so literally does nothing. Yeah. Yes, it literally does nothing. So <laughs> allow me allow me to elaborate on. This. <laughs> okay, I don't. I'm a hunter. I do not know what this does. Well, Take as a hunter, you know that we now have a a you know we lose a point of recovery when we select blink now, because you know titans don't blink. You got dry eye. Anyway. Um, Man, go cry! Like, go cry me a river! Like they can't, they can't, they, can't. they don't blink. They can't, they can't cry you a river. I don't get a shield when I charge in, but they you don't hear me complaining. So, so uh, Julian right, BP fifty seven K is going nuts in here, saying that it's, it's ten frames for the recovery boost, which is literally the amount of time that you're blinking. Like you get done with your blink, and that's already done. There is no boost. The recovery does nothing. You have to time it perfectly. It's it's an exotic shard, guys. It's an exotic shard. That's what Astrocyte Verse is good for. But it looks Had they kept it, I mean, I would have loved to see the perk the way it originally was, but it would have completely broken the game. Having extended blink and reduced cooldown, I mean, it would be blink shotgun all over again for every work in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah I can definitely I see why they nerfed it and I hate them for doing it I was <laughs> so looking forward I saw this helmet in the database and I was like yes warlocks have power no and then it went away <laughs> and then they went nope Boop. it's like you know warlocks are like the fusion rifles we're just going to keep nerfing them and nerfing them just because they're there that sounds like a good idea for me. <laughs> I don't. Anyways, I, don't I, mean, I don't know about you guys. But. That's my rant about astrocyte verse, and yeah. <sighs> what do we know? Do we know what an exoneuron is? An exoneuron. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because it says the ideocosm contained within this helm transforms the wearer's head from flesh and or exoneurons to the pure raw stuff of thought i'm thinking exoneurons are synthetic neurons in an exo yeah yeah yeah, because it says and or from flesh and or exo i think it's literally exo neurons yeah to the pure stuff the the raw stuff of thought hmm what could that be that's if, I mean, if you really want to break it down, the raw stuff of thought is our electrical impulses, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. If you really want to, if you really want to break it down, break it down. Yeah, it's just all the way down. Um, then look at the helmet, and I because I mean, just, if I'm, you if you think of exos as having something similar to a positronic brain, um. That would make sense that they would have exoneurons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least in my head, that would make sense. Yeah. It's definitely a no. cool looking helmet, though. It is. It is. So pretty. It's, it, it reminds me of a prettier hood of Malak. Yeah. The hunter. Like See? Malak before he got on the darkness. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I won't say what the Malak helmet looks like to me. Mm <laughs> It's okay. It's it's okay. Oh, Blue. God. Blue. Okay. Do you want to take Featherhead or, or shall I? Um, real quick, uh, I just 
wanted to make sure, did we fully talk about the idiocosm? No, because we got uh, no, sidetracked okay. on what to the, so, yeah. the actual so parts were. Okay, so I know, Mel, you, you kind of made a comment about that. So an idiocosm is actually kind of a, it's a theoretical slash philosophical concept. Uh, it was a term coined by an individual named Fritz Zwicky, uh, and he, he actually calls it the idiocosm. Uh, and this is literally the space of all possible ideas. Um, so any potential variables contained within a space for theoretical research and or discovery of an undefined plane of thought. So basically what this is pointing at is the netherverse. That psychomutable netherverse that we've all talked about with regards to the mm-hmm. hive. That's mm-hmm. what this is kind of pointing to. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, Bife just shot up in his bed. <laughs> and I was like, I'm needed. <laughs> I heard, heard another verse. But yep. so, I mean, and, and it also, it also does really kind of make sense because, you know, idiocosm, it's the cosm, the, it's a, it's a environment of ideas. It's a helmet. Mm-hmm. It would make sense that your idiocosm, I mean, technically you could make the argument from a theoretical standpoint that an individual's an individual idiocosm exists for each individual person within the, uh, the psychological construct of their brain, whether that be physical or, you know, psychological, which is arguably not a hundred percent physical, um, you know that that is the idiocosm for every single individual. So that's their headspace, so to speak. Yes, their headspace, and this is what this is saying: yeah. is that it's literally transforming your brain to pure thought. So I mean, that's kind of disturbing at the same time as really cool because if that's possible, what you're doing is you're also amplifying your capacity to think because everything that you're converting into pure thought is allowing that idiocosm to become more and more expansive. So you have more computing power within that. Okay. Which makes sense for a warlock helmet. Yeah. So, okay. Let you want to go, go with feathers. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to, no, 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 you take it. This is like your favorite helmet ever. Yeah. Yeah, this was the first exotic I got for a warlock. I was playing my hunter, but that's neither here nor there. But I kept it because it's such a cool helmet. It's like the only one for the warlock I actually like, um, the Featherhead. It's called Light Beyond Nemesis. Um, and the flavor text reads, These are the wings of Pratya Samutpada, the truth of interconnectedness, the everywhere light. Um, This particular helmet, in kind of keeping with the, uh, you know, with the gist of the flavor text, and you'll have to, excuse me, I don't have it pulled up on the armor yet, but it actually allows you to create more orbs um, for your teammates, which kind of, kind of uh, highlights the interconnectedness for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it being a warlock, I know Coed likes this helmet. He's got to, right? At least uh, for, for Crota's End, you had to have been wearing this Crota's End, right? Why I had self-res. Ah. <laughs> Darn it. 
See, during the early days when it was, hey, let's all die at the bridge and have the warlock self-res, I always went, oh, me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. So you were was, a Praxic you know, Fire guy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Up until they showed me how to become Palpatine, and then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unlimited power. <laughs> Anyways. No. Different. No. <laughs> no. It's it's limited, sir. There's the cool sound. <laughs> um, where were we? Um, yeah, I mean it's nice. You get that one one extra orb, and the, the quicker revive times was good before they nerfed revive times in in uh, trials. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is yeah. the warlock's answer to the to the crest. Yes. Yes. The and this we actually. We did have a small conversation in chat about how it was like very short, maybe a couple lines about how the Titans and the Hunters have the crest of Alpha Lupi, mm-hmm. but the Warlocks have the light beyond Nemesis. And I had the thought of, well, what if Alpha Lupi was a Warlock and was the light beyond Nemesis? And that's why this helmet is different from everyone else's. Hmm. Or if, or if the light beyond Nemesis is the Traveler, not mm-hmm. necessarily that it's a warlock, but it because okay, yeah. so real quick from from just some trivia knowledge here, the 1984 Nemesis that's a hypothetical star that's believed to orbit the sun beyond our solar system and is actually respond. Here's a fun fact: is actually responsible for mass extinctions. So. If it's the it's light beyond yeah, Nemesis. Yeah, I, I remember that. So if yeah. it's light beyond Nemesis, and Nemesis is the star that is actually is actually rotating the the stunt in a really I don't do not ask me how that works because my understanding of gravity would be that it would have to be within the solar system, but I am not going to even continue this because I'll get yelled at. Um I can just Come give on. you trivia. Well, I can just give you, you trivia. I'll give you surface <laughs> trivia. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I always kind of read it as, you know, uh, the crest of Alpha Lupi was always the crest of the Alpha Lupi. And now that I'm thinking about it, isn't Alpha Lupi a star that's beyond the Nemesis star? So it would be light beyond Nemesis. I have no idea. I'm going to have to look this up now. get that far into astronomy. But, um, Um, actually, oh, no, go ahead. Going back to your whole gravity thing, if you look at gravity like electromagnetic waves, it doesn't have to be that close. As mm-hmm. you know, the sun's going to throw gravity, I don't know, crazy far as far as waves go. And it wouldn't have to pass nothing else, something else of similar polarity, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Would ha- wouldn't have to pass that close to interrupt the sun's own gravity field and cause things to go. But no one can hear you scream in space. <laughs> they said quiet. that. They said that. They said that. in that movie. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's completely <laughs> a. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. We were going good. Um, we were chugging along, and there comes the penny on the tracks. <laughs> Which. Yes, no, uh, Alpha Lupi is a star. It's the brightest star in the southern constellation of of Lupus. Um, 
So that I believe makes it past the the nemesis star of which you beyond it. Just yeah. looking at this celestial map that I'm looking at, but um, I actually had um, kind of to break away from the light beyond nemesis real quick. Um, I had some thoughts on Pratya Samutpada. If we're, if we're ready yeah, for that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, Oh Lord, this is the part where I just complete, get completely um, eviscerated. This comes, uh, it's Sanskrit. Uh, well, it's actually not Sanskrit. It's a Buddhist concept, but um, it's commonly translated as dependent origination or dependent arising. And it states the concept of Pratya Samupada um, is states that all dharmas or uh, things arise in dependence on other things. So if this exists, that exists. And if this ceases to exist, that also ceases to exist. All things are interconnected. All things are, are dependent on one another. That and the flavor text for this helmet um, just is, it strikes me that this helmet is almost like a microcosm of the interconnectedness of the light and the dark. Even the name, the light beyond nemesis, it, it just, it, it kind of makes me think that this helmet is almost symbolic of the, uh, the symmetry of, of the light. Yeah, exactly. The symmetry of the light and dun, the balance dun, dun. of light and dark. You can't have one without the other. Yeah, you can't, but don't say that too loudly. The speaker might kick you out of the tower. <laughs> the speaker has no power here. <laughs> he has no power. That drooling buffoon. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, what would you think about that, Blue? No, no, that actually is uh, along the same lines as what I was thinking. Because they say the truth of interconnectedness, the everywhere light. You know, I have my own pet theory on what exactly light is. I'm not going to get into that because we don't have enough time. Um, but, you know, the the entire concept of the dependent arising and the chain of causes um, – it it makes sense, especially with the the world or the paradigm that destiny exists within. And I know Rhino actually pulled out as well the twelve. I think it's Nidanas, Nidanas, Nidanas. Um, it's a concept of a twelvefold chain that describes the chain of endless rebirth in Samsara. And that's kind of where that if that exists, if this exists, then that exists. If this ceases to exist, that also ceases to exist. Kind of that concept really kind of gets formalized. Um, And my understanding is basically it boils down to the life you live now creates the next. So it's the it's I I, kind of think it's similar to karma. Am I Justin? Am I correct in that? Yeah, is it, is it, yeah. Con- it? It's not. It's not the same, well, but it's it's that's, sim- it's related. If I yeah, that's if that's kind that. of a reincarnation type, right? Right. Which is somewhat intertwined with karma, but not necessarily. It it like conceptually, I think, is similar. Yeah, I'm kind of going out on a limb because I'm not very familiar with that particular. I always thought that car- your karma in this life decided what you came back as. And the next but that's one. what I mean is like the that's what I'm saying they're intertwined concepts they're, yeah. but they're not they're not the they're same not, concept not the it's, it's not like you say karma isn't reincarnation um but yeah yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, no, and and I actually, I, I really do. I like I said, I really do think that this this is speaking of the theoretical interconnectedness of light being everywhere and every in and in everything. Um, you know, not just because it's what exactly says on the flavor text here, but also because this is not the only time that we've heard this concept. Um, you know, we have Ulantan, we have the mission where you rescue the Shard of the Traveler. We have the entire Books of Sorrow where we learn, you know, the the sustenance of the hive is light. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, it makes sense to me. Nice. So you wanna, do you want to jump or do you guys want to talk about that um they did they did really quick point out in chat the concept of nemesis as the greek goddess of vengeance um or the goddess that enacts retribution pins is pointing that out um and to really delve into that concept nemesis actually is a word that originates from greek and the definition of the word that it originates from, which I believe is nemian, um, nemian, I'm not sure I can pronounce that, um, is actually what it means is to give what is due. Uh, so that is actually a very big concept within the Greek religion. Uh, there's there's multiple titles or names for this goddess or god. I think it was a goddess. Yeah, it was a goddess. Uh, yeah, Nemesis was a goddess who. Yeah, and it, her her primary, I guess, target, I guess you would call the individuals that she was very active against, uh, were those who succumbed to hubris, which in the Greek mythology was arrogance before the gods. Uh, so basically someone who kind of thought, thought he or she was above the laws of the world, and they weren't. So Nemesis's responsibility was... To remind them that they were mortals and they were not gods. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's the Greek aspect of Nemesis. Uh, and, and as far as the light beyond Nemesis, uh, I don't. I'm not. I am not at the moment pulling any connections at the moment for that particular one. I, I definitely think Nemesis is more reference to the the star myself but but yes well well right. actually it could be it yeah i like the star connection mm-hmm. i really do but also what is the nemesis of the light in the destiny universe it's the darkness so it could well, literally you could translate it as light beyond darkness well but uh, which would make a I mean, lot of sense so Yes, if you're looking at Nemesis as the concept of something that is opposed, then yes. But what, yes. I, what I'm saying yeah. is the etymology of Nemesis, like this is just me going back to the etymology. Um, Nemesis originally wasn't really that. Nemesis was basically, Nemesis was something that happened to people who were full of hubris. They were, it was, it was given, it was giving what was due. It wasn't, um, you know, in today's modern world, we think in terms of protagonist and antagonist. Nemesis would always usually be the antagonist, you know, the person who's against you. Um, th- that That's not actually what Nemesis was originally in the, the traditions of the mythology that that term coined from. 
Um, so I, that's that's why I'm kind of I'm hesitant about doing about connecting it. I I'm not saying that couldn't be what it is because yes, that's that's also a point there too. Because if you're the light beyond Nemesis, that means that you're transcending the the. Uh, I kind of want to call it a dichotomy, but I'm not sure if that's the right term. But the competition between the light and the dark. Uh, because you are the light everywhere is light so it doesn't matter because no matter what happens the light is going to be there right um i guess you could argue that i was just saying you know in in the the true sense of the etymology of the word nemesis i i don't see a connection yeah that's a, that's a that seems like a stretch i mean and the, and you know justin please Even i mean for if me. I, Right. I mean, no, but I mean, does that make sense? Like if you, if you use the modern definition of nemesis, I totally see where you're going, but Mm -hmm. looking at the, the Greek mythology and the etymology of like the, and this is an argument of semantics and I'm completely aware of that. Um, because you could also argue that it doesn't matter what the word used to mean. What it means now is, you know, what it means. Um, but No, go for it. I I really I I just look at the the uh, the pratia um, connection, and mm, I look at yeah. the flavor text and the interconnectedness, and all of that is kind of pointing towards a balance between light and dark. And then I take the name of the helmet as as being a further nod to that. But that's yeah. no, no, no. I, I that's I, literally I, just my my head cannon. I've been wrong several times tonight. Just <laughs> <laughs> getting started. <laughs> uh, do we before we get into a, a semantic war? Do you want to because translations of words can get really really dicey mm-hmm. very very quickly? Uh, do you want to jump Agreed. into city in mind? Yes. Yeah, this is a pretty straightforward one. <laughs> oh yes, it's amazing. <laughs> so, Obsidian Mind. Flavor text is Power from the Ash. And uh, the perk is... I just had it up. God. The perk is called Insatiable. Nova Bomb kills. Reduce the cooldown of the next Nova Bomb. There's, there's nothing else to it. You kill things with a Nova Bomb and you get more super energy for another Nova Bomb. It's quite useful. I could never get it to work right because every time I threw my Nova Bomb, half the enemies were already dead. Or there was a door. So, or there was a door. Yes. All you hunters understand that now. Thank you for <laughs> yeah, being able to say, sympathize. I actually sympathize with that. <laughs> every time I saw anything about a void bow hitting a door, I went, no, you know. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's it, no, because the defender doesn't actually throw anything. But I was about to say, no, I'm pretty sure def- it's all void classes. But it is all yeah. So, anyways, um, this was very useful for orb generation as well because you could continuously get nova bombs and just make more orbs and more orbs. Yeah, couple um, it with bad juju, and you could. Yes, use- I was just gonna say that bad juju and um, obsidian mind, and it's just nova bomb for days. This is probably one that I would use during um, Crota's End, especially since it was added in the Dark Below. Mm-hmm. So this yep. was, um, and then what do we have here? So 
from Rhino six six six. Do you want to read that, or do you want yeah, to you want, you go for it, go for it. I'll take I'll take All the right. mythos, and I'll you take the science. So the science volcanic glass forged from the hardened ash of free flowing lava. Obsidian glass is formed into the extrusion of rock into crystallized razor sh- shards, razor sharp, sterilized by fire, and harder than surgical steel. Um, used in surgery for a specific purpose because of its micro smooth surface and superior strength. But it, it's still stone, and if you hit it the wrong way, it will fracture and break. And it also makes yeah. one of the better arrowheads. Uh, yes. It's, you know, obsidian, gla- obsidian yeah. glass is just in every mythos or game or anything, even in <clears throat> help for Skyrim has obsidian armor, if I remember correctly. Yes, it does. And it's, it's one of the best armor amazing. sets there is. Amazing armor. <laughs> I heard Mel. Like, I heard you, know, you, Mel. I know the Dragonborn <laughs> one is supposed to be better, but the Obsidian is just so pretty. It is. It's so much better looking. <laughs> it is. I'm not even gonna argue. Um, I'm a hunter. I completely understand this this need for this need make, to look good. To look good. Um Real quick, the mythos of Obsidian. Uh, Obsidian is believed to really kind of be the stone of honesty. Uh, In many ancient cultures, Obsidian protects from negative energy and gives basically a warrior inner hidden abilities. Um, So it it brings out these inner abilities within the warrior. Uh, The owner's reality emerges through the reflective surface, causing the viewer to face his or her inner evil or good. And basically what this does is this helps you create a state of pure being or pure state of being. Um, and this is what also leads to the, uh, the concept that black obsidian gives mental focus. So, you know, the obsidian mind, and if you look at the, the reason why I'm talking to the, you know, the reason we're talking about this, not just the name, but if you look at the helmet, it, it looks like it is made from a not well, it's not a solid piece of obsidian, but it looks like it's made from total obsidian. Uh, it's completely black and all that. So, mm-hmm. although some would say that it's simply a blue helmet that got reskinned, but you know, well, they would be because there uh, is there they, is blue helmets be, that have they would the exact be, same. Yeah, they yeah, they would be they, technically correct, but still wrong. That never <sighs> happens in Destiny. I know. Never. Know they, never about. they did stuff. not go happy Move with on. the can of spray paint. No. Move on. You want to talk about Never the skull? Never mind that there's only three different basic types of rocket launchers. The skull. <laughs> the skull. Another one that's not. It's, uh, the skull is so blah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it's it. Awesome. <laughs> First of all, it's an it awesome car so piece, there. Uh, It's an awesome car piece, and you will show respect. <laughs> this is. This is one of those where the lore about it is more exciting than the actual perk the helmet gives you. I'm I'm fine with that because I'm not wearing it. I know this. I was about to say, I'm like, that's fine with me. I'm going to open up to the Ahamkara section of my actual grimoire book now. (laughs) Continue. Okay. For the win. Mel, you want to take the dire? Yeah, I can take it. Skull Dire Ahamkara. Reality is the finest flesh, O bearer of mine. And are you not hungry? So that's the flavor text on it. By the way, this is a really cool looking helmet. Like I'm I'm a hunter. I, I can't say warlocks have cool looking gear. It just goes against my code. But this one looks kind of cool. <laughs> so um the exotic perk on this is delusions of grandeur. 
So uh, it what it actually does is it take uh, take reduction or uh, take reduced damage, excuse me, while using your Nova Bomb. Energy siphon effects from using Energy Drain is increased from five, five seconds to eight seconds. So um, Rhino also put this on uh, during our chat, and he has a little thing on delusions of grandeur, uh, which is a mental illness, and it's a fantastical beliefs uh, that one is omnipotent. God, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I can't talk. Like, I read this, like, five times, <laughs> and now I'm trying to write, read it again, and apparently it comes out just like a baby talk. Um, Anupotent, there we go. Famous, wealthy, or very powerful. Uh, generally have supernatural, religious, or a sci-fi theme. It's kind of like a god complex. So, and when you look at the helmet, like the actual looking of it, you get that sense. I mean, there's a bunch. I, I mean, again, you're talking to the costume person here. So I see like you, but you see the actual horns coming out, which just right away, just you want to like, I, you, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you have horns on your head. I'm good. That, that just, that screams a bunch of things I don't want to deal with. Um, so, but uh, do you guys want to add some more on to the Ankara school? I think you do. Come on. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> I remember, I, I distinctly remember getting into a conversation and chat about this, about how um, the warlocks are the only class that have an Ahamkara piece on our head. Because we're just that, that crazy that we just want the voices to be fed directly into our brain. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone remember that, okay? Everyone so, remember you know, that. <laughs> This makes total sense now. <laughs> Maybe so you're just hard I, had, I I remember the connection being made between how the um, hunters have the young Ahamkara spine and the sealed Ahamkara spine. The sealed one is to quiet the voices. Mm-hmm. And yet we take the, the same bones and put them on our head. <laughs> well, we yeah. put well, them on our feet. Not- <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, you put them think. on your feet because you want to jump higher. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, because we want yeah, them further away point. from our head. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Uh, Coed has an excellent point. There's a basic difference in the in the way that a hunter uses Ahamkara piece as opposed to the way a warlock uses it. Mm-hmm. A hunter uses an Ahamkara piece for the practical um for the practical benefits of it, gaining an extra jump. Being able to quad jump as a freaking gunslinger, um, having extra trip getting, mines. yeah, having a trip mind that lasts for like um, a fiscal year, you know, <laughs> things like that. So the warlock, the warlock, <laughs> He's, he just goes, you know, I'm cool, I'm all right. I just want to be crazy. Uh, or yeah, in my head. You want to yeah. use the Ahamkara for their knowledge, so we need exactly. Those Warlocks are like Gary Busey. It's crazy for the sake of crazy. That's it. We're all screaming in the Amazon fire. Yeah. Yeah. No. Have you ever heard the term mad as a hatter? That's, that's it. I think we need to turn to it too as mad as a warlock. Mad as a warlock. <laughs> well, we all know what drives a warlock to madness. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, I will not contest that the crazy is there. I embrace the crazy on a daily basis. Uh, there you go. The other, the other thing on here <laughs> is the comment about how how did they get an ahamkara to fit on their head? Um, ah. The the point 
so first off, you know, obviously this is not a solid bone. If you actually look really closely at nope. it, um, it's been broken. And but the other thing is the concept of a dire animal. Um, dire animals are the most common one that you're going to come across is what's called a dire wolf. Uh, and this, this is often, often assumed to just be kind of a, a fantasy creature. Um, the thing about dire wolves is they actually existed. Uh, they're extinct now, thankfully, because they were terrifying. Um, and they were basically large. The, the concept of a dire anything is that they're larger. Um, I'm thinking, I'm trying to remember exactly the difference. Uh, so like, uh, gray wolves, Canis lupus, uh, weigh on average about 130 pounds. Okay. A dire wolf on average weighs 150. So it doesn't sound like much, but when you're looking at a wolf, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's like another dog. Yeah. Healthy, healthy size wolf. It's a healthy size yeah. wolf. I mean, this this is something that when when they talk about you know how this animal is now extinct, they they classify this animal up there with a saber tooth cat, as far yeah. as ferocity and danger dangerousness. Like this thing is ridiculously was one of probably the apex predators of its time, um, and so the concept and then and then the concept of dire in like a fantasy concept is that dire animals are always going to be larger. There is going to be uh, an increased in feralness. Uh, They're going to be very, very violent, very, very fierce. Um, And, but the, but the concept always comes back to that a dire insert animal name is always going to be larger. So that's, that's a steady concept. So a dire ahamkara is an ahamkara who is probably more primordial, who is larger, and you you're wearing that on your head. So that's why it mm-hmm. that's why conceptually it could fit on your head. So that's that's my rant uh, about that. Mm, I I've got an idea, just floating it out there. I don't think that's an ahamkara's head necessarily. The way that it exists on an ahamkara, those are pieces. So what you might have there is two pieces of mandible for the for the left and right lower jaw. Um, maybe like a piece of occipital plate for the for the crest, and then just various bone pieces that Lord Galleon is is fashioned together to make this beautiful helmet. Holy. I just slipped that in there. Sorry. It's um, all because I was going to follow you right there with that and say, you know, the, some warlock killed a dire Amkara and said, hey, Gellion, make me a helmet. I killed this thing and you didn't. We're not we're not dumb like Titans. We're not going to be like, oh, I heard the dark blade face. I just read a whole thing. <laughs> I knocked off his helmet. Now I'm going to put it on because it's yeah, beautiful. Just look like you're and I want to look like a giant hammerhead pelvis everywhere. Um, yeah, so the hunters everywhere are just shaking their heads. <laughs> hey, you guys have the freaking neon ravey little things that you get from the scions. 
Yeah, the cloaks. I still don't have that. Yeah, we don't that's talk about We don't talk about that's, that's not a cloak. That's not a cloak. You need something cool to look at when you're looking at our backs and we're running yeah, away. Let's, power let's be honest. A veggie wrap is not a sandwich, and that's not a cloak. <laughs> you're just mad because you don't let's, have one. A veggie wrap, hey Justin, hey or Justin. a flares mantle. A flares hey mantle. Hey Justin. Skunk yes. stripes. Pence said. I, I have all three of them in all the colors. They're really cool. In all Veggie the wraps? No, the flares mantles. They're really cute. Okay, They're I'm cute. slightly more jealous than if it had been the jelly wrap. The, the <laughs> well, nice. the last one did also draw a veggie wrap for me as oh, like, you know. So that's not a cloak. If it, if it does not contain, yeah, uh, shoulder, shoulders to feet if that's not if that area isn't occupied by cloth it's not a cloak anything else is just just well, you know, playing around it could be an electroluminescent cloak like cloth they make that you know they do they no i know they do it doesn't make it a cloak it's a cloak you just you're just you just be hurt that you don't have one <laughs> it's okay. okay okay it's okay it's okay i understand <laughs> I Let's move on. Can can I can I can I bring some light to one thing? No. Uh, no. Yeah, I think I can. <laughs> I think I can. <laughs> oh, I mean, are you are you asking? Can you um, talk or are you what? I, yeah, yeah. yeah I would like to. I like to shed some light on something. Someone can can correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sure they will, whether I'm wrong or not. Um, Skull of Dire Ahamkara is the only Ahamkara piece. That contains where the thumbnail for the piece contains the spectral anomaly circling it. So you can actually see little wisps of something, light, Mm -hmm. um, vapor, whatever you want to call it. I have yet to see that on any other single armor piece. Is that a voices? Exactly. But they're auditory, co-ed. They're auditory. They're They're not auditory until you put it on. And then it's just like a light show. It's like okay. it's like transmission all over again. So the warlock's head is like a repeater, <laughs> and it just yep. takes an audio yeah, input was, and makes the yep. light show. Warlocks are the reason why you had to seal your gloves in silver. No, we did that because it looks freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so shiny. Okay, do I talk about Moving the ram? On. Yes. I would like to talk about Ahamkara for like at least no, 30 more minutes. We're gonna, but yeah, let's go. Gonna, well, let's do the ram. We'll, we'll set aside an episode for you on Rabbit Hole. And- we are, yes! <laughs> <laughs> you just made Justin's 2017. Because I think we can I knew, do about six episodes on I knew if I showed up for this episode and just gave it my all, <laughs> okay. I'd make it onto an Ahamkara Rabbit Hole episode. So the ram. Do it. The flavor text is simply praise me. It's my best Batman impression. Sorry. <laughs> That's not how I hear that voice. It's more like praise me. Um, <laughs> you sure? You sure it's just not just not a warlock going praise me, slap, lifesteal, praise me, slap, lifesteal. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So the Ram, the exotic perk is strength of the Ram. You get a plus one point to your armor stat just by wearing it. You also get lifesteal on every melee hit. 
You don't even have to have a charged melee with a void walker and you get life steal. It's amazing. <laughs> so you can run. So So with this helmet, you can run 12 what is it 12 or 13? I forget. Whatever max armor is, you can max it out. That's not and max. Have life steal. It's, like, it's like 180% of max. Well, because if you do this, if you put on the RAM, plus you put on added armor with a chest piece, you can have as much as a max armor striker titan. That's <laughs> obnoxious. Those, those, those are the only two Get classes out. that can max armor. <laughs> yes. I'm livid right now. I'm just angry. Okay, well, while you're mad, <laughs> let's talk about the Osiris connection. Um, oh, you can go ahead and do that. So, so the... <laughs> Before Justin gets started on Ahamkara again. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there is actually a connection to the mythology of Osiris from a, a, a myth. Well, not a myth, but a, I guess a sect of beliefs called the Num Astrological Cycle. It's K-N-U-M. Uh, and this is basically the idea of when Amun Ray, the ram, horned god, returns after a hundred years of life, his life ends as a phoenix rising, burning with conflagration. So basically, which is really, really kind of confusing because he's a ram god who turns into a phoenix. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It's Egyptian mythology. Um, That still doesn't make any sense. It's it's, Egyptian mythology. It's Egyptian mythology. Like, I I don't, I, I, that that was kind of my extent of my defense on this one. Ra Ra has three aspects. Ra. Yeah. Who are three separate individuals who. Separate gods by themselves. Don't like Ra necessarily. (laughs) But they're not Ra. They're pieces of Ra. Um, We're going to get sidetracked here. But yeah, that, that, no, God, that connection is weird. Um, but so there, there's a connection there. Um, and I think was, oh, I'm trying to think if this was, no, I was thinking, I was thinking of something else. Never mind. I was thinking of the Charles of Osiris calf helmet, but calf. Yeah, the Titan helmet from the one that looks like a bull. Yeah, the bull. It's yeah. a oh, gold, okay. it's a golden yeah. calf. Mm-hmm. It looks like a bull. Yeah, it it is. It it yeah. Anyways, okay. Moving on. Moving on. You want to talk about the deer? So uh, before you talk about the deer, the, I can't believe Blue didn't have anything on the pagan symbolism of the ram. Oh my gosh. Oh God! We're gonna be but, here forever. Yeah, oh, I'm like, I was trying Big to off. be yeah. nice to you. Big <laughs> off. I just <laughs> it, there's even a Knights Templar connection, and he oh, just he just drove past that like he was on the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you? We really are on the freeway. No, we're no, on the freeway of lore knowledge. We do it. We'll, okay, okay, we'll do, we'll do it, it later. later. <laughs> I love the puns in this next one. Who's doing the next one? You Blue? Are. Oh, I am? Oh, since, since okay. you love the puns. I heard I love it, so let's yeah. go. <laughs> Coed's on the same page Your as last me. chance to go stag. You're getting married. Alright, so the stag. Flavor text is, oh dear goodness. I love that. 
All right, Exotic Perk is called Do or Die. Do or Die. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, anyways. Uh, once per life supercharges faster when teammates are dead. Dead. Uh, chance to respawn with an overshield. This is also known as helmets that I really hate in PvP. Uh, yes. So this was after people that use it. God. <laughs> I don't think anymore. Not anymore. One of my is... one of our climates used to use it, and I I'm like, what are you doing? Like, no. Yeah. Why would you use this instead of the ram? Come on. Because he didn't have the ram yet, and then he got the ram. Because it has yep. bigger antlers. Because it has bigger, because it's more frab just because he really wants to be a hunter. Mm-hmm. I think it's is like the, com- is like the, is like the compensation helmet before you get the ram. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. He's compensating for something. Oh, you know, just a little bit. All right. It's just to so... keep people from standing on you. In a way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so I personally never use this helmet. Never. I got it and I went. Look at this perk. This is this is S. I'm not going to use this. Once for life, when all my teammates are dead, I'm dead. So why does it matter if my supercharge is faster? I'm terrible at PvP. If I'm last guardian standing, I'm already dead. <laughs> I already know that. <laughs> or the the other part of that that I take issue with is once per life. So if you're just a bad A and you manage to survive all your teammates dying multiple times, yeah. you only get to proc you a benefit it once. once. It does charge it like really fast from what I've heard and seen and read. But again, it's once per life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Chance to respawn with an overshield. I don't, I don't know what that chance is, but yay. So it takes two headshots now to kill me instead of one. Mm-hmm. Why do all the Whipping warlock you. helmets look like they're out of a Stanley Kubrick film? Because it's the voices. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so, all right. So, Anyways, yeah, we, go okay. for it. Yeah, go for it, Mel. So, um, the mythology on this is the goddess of the hunt. Um, the longhorns symbolize the reflection of the life cycle, so death and rebirth. So that goes back to the actual perks on it. Like, if everyone's dead, then you might have the chance to you know raise everyone up again probably not but um that is the the essence and the mythology behind the actual symbolism of the stag um so it's also the messenger god um i don't really know too much about that do you know too much and more about that blue in terms of the, uh, messenger the god? goddess of the hunt is usually uh well it, it's another name for artemis the messenger god That's is um usually hermes um but so why is it a stack? Well, Art- the messenger like, of the forest. Artemis was well, Artemis was huntress, and so that right. was where the the um the connection there for Hermes. The only thing I can think of off the top of my head is the fact that the speed um your supercharger is faster. Yeah, I mean he was he was a trickster god. Uh so he he was yeah. he was always cons- like he was he was always tricking the other gods into you well, know, doing Well, that makes things. sense that this this one this helmet is like there's it's just the jokes never end mm-hmm. on this one. So, I mean, the, when it's mm-hmm. 
on the flavor text, it's not oh dear as in D-E-A-R. It's D-E-E-R. Yeah. Like, and like Hermes dear. Hermes so. also was a was a, a guide to the underworld. Um so like he mm-hmm. he was uh, one of one of the power spheres that he was believed to have was transition and boundaries um, because he was a messenger. He could move freely between all worlds, uh, both mortal and divine. Um, yeah. And so like he he was kind of the he was the person who also was tasked with the job of conducting all souls into the afterlife. Um, yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to draw a connection between him and a stag and i think that's about it uh um, yeah he was a patron of herdsmen but uh, actually in in buddhism the deer symbolizes among other things longevity and when you think of the perks of this helmet they're that would make more sense they're geared towards rewarding someone who's who's got longevity in their life like they're the last person alive on their fire team um and also, if you look at the symbolism of the stag and what we know about Bungie is I don't care what you say. They love weaving um, mythology and symbolism and, and real world stuff right into their right into the lore. The all of the uh, stag symbolism seems to be fairly positive um, on the light side of the spectrum. When when you and we're not gonna because it's a deep deep hole, but when you dig into ram symbolism and lore, there's some positive stuff there, but there's also some really really dark um, pagan stuff. I actually believe that these two were created as counterparts of kind of yin and yang. Um, mm, that makes that's, sense. That's, me. that's just me. Just <laughs> Boom. <laughs> guys, guys, Boom. we are through with helmets. Yay! Um, let's jump to something easy. Let's jump to something easy. Bonds. I was just going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could knock these out fast. Mm. All right. We could do Titan. We could do Titan armor pieces. We could do if leg, you want leg, to. leg armor do even faster. Easy. <laughs> do something easy. Boys. Boys. You want to start Stand with track. Circle of War? Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. So just like, you know, every other faction class item that we are going to talk about, Circle War is for the Rainbow Death Squad. uh, And the flavor text is understanding is not (laughs) understanding is not an end, but a beginning from which new truths are born. Um, It's so it's future war cult. uh, Perk is just the same as the I think it was the Cloak of Chaos. Uh, which is Gladiator, mm-hmm. which basically gives you increased rep for future war cult and then a future war cult effect to your spawn animation. Um, just like with the Chaos Cloak, you have an additional exotic perk of the Life Exotic, which again just allows you to wear this exotic item with another piece of exotic armor because this exotic item really does nothing. Does nothing. Um, Except give you rep gain, which is yay. Um, which at this point, when you've already acquired this, like, do you really need more rep gain for no. that faction? Like, let's be real. It does give you the you effect to spawn. Does it? I have never seen that. Yeah, it's not. It's not like super flashy, but um, I know with the dead orbit cloak, uh, it it does look um, 
like for the hunter at least there's there is a bit of a a difference in the sparkles that's it oh wow <laughs> no i mean like literally it is not <laughs> it is not that big I of have, an effect i have it's, that cloak and i've yeah, never noticed just that. you have to like never. look really really closely but yeah it, it's not like super is it oh hurt chain says that it's pretty noticeable for the future war cult one but that would make chat. sense for future war cult because they're like all in your face <laughs> they, they, like their fla- they like their flashy stuff <laughs> we are not <laughs> I feel like I'm repping Cult- I'm repping future war cult right now on my warlock and I can say that it's flashy so like in my <laughs> respect in, in my head canon future war cult are like the bros hopped up on like monster energy drinks <laughs> and then dead orbit are like the ones that are like this anti-establishment or whatever <laughs> Like I mean, look at the—I forget the guy's name—the that runs the dead orbit. Thank you, him. He just sits there. He's like, yeah, man. Like existence is futile. Like that's how how I imagine everyone in in dead orbit. So automatically, that's where I'm at. And then uh, new monarchy, they're just like, "Mm, have you seen our money? We have gold on everything. (laughs) I'm gonna take that one step further. New monarchies in the VIP lounge. Future war cults on the dance floor and dead orbits, the ones that are outside drunk. I think no. dead orbits, the ones calling the police. Telling, telling I, no, I think dead orbits are the ones that loud. are like in line trying to get in, but their names are on the list. And so they're then they're going to go call the You're police. Better. Yes. These that are very solid. Orbit. These are very solid lore theories that we're. You're welcome. You're welcome. No, no. You no, all I have is bad techno stuck in my head. <laughs> So, since we're talking about Dead Dead Orbit, um, the Warlock Bond for that one, uh, we'll just go ahead and slide right into that one, is called Light Beyond. And the flavor text on that is, every light that marks the abyss offers hope against the rising tide. Um, basically, it does the exact same thing that the Future War Cult one did, Circle of War. Um, not anything super exciting. But, hey, check out, uh, real quick, not to get too far into this one, just because I think we're going to fly through it, but... Every what is every light that marks the abyss? They're Souls. stars. Stars. Well, if you're looking at yeah, the, you like, could if, well, if you think about if you, if you think about uh well, Dead Orbit you know, wants to leave. The Doom and Gloom bunch looking to the stars. There's there's several several mentions in the lore about them uh looking to the stars for you know their future. Um they're saying every every star offers hope so like every new Mm -hmm. galaxy every the farther they can run it all just offers hope against the rising tide of the darkness they're just going to outrun it that's how i read that but yes ma'am the stars are the only light in the deep dark depressingness of my soul (laughs) that's so emo (laughs) yeah so the storm color bond (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe we shouldn't have done the bonds blue maybe this is- oh my gosh the storm <laughs> color bond Mel and i bonded is the oh so the flavor text on the storm color is you are the calm eye of the dire storm uh just as with just as with the other uh taking king subclass items this gives you a it's the exotic perk is called arc mage uh, Stormcaller subclass upgrades at a 25% quicker 
pace and your overall level increases 10% faster. Um, yeah, and that's, I mean, obviously the connection for the perk trivia wise is an Archmage is literally a magician of arc or electricity, which is what a Stormcaller kind of does. So I do that in real life. Um, anyways. <laughs> Who wants to take the one faction that no one here represents? I'll do it. <laughs> oh, age... say, I'll, I'll take the bullet. <laughs> yeah, I'll, no, I was going to do it. Go the for it. The age to come, there is strength and unity, and a king of many will be the king of all. Yes. <laughs> That's a Ferrex quote. <laughs> You put yes at the end of that with a bunch of S's? That you is a Varix quote. You put yes at the end quote. of anything that's a Varix quote. Yes. True. True. You're right. But if you replace King with Kel and put yes at the end of it, it's a Varix quote. <laughs> oh. So the exotic perk. The exotic perk? Are there exotic perks to this one? Okay. Okay. There's, there's exotic Fail. I was just going to read the flavor text. <laughs> So just like the other class items for the factions, this exotic perch hat is called Vanquisher, uh, and it does the exact same thing as the other factions, except for new monarchy. So you get a new monarchy effect to your spawn animation, and you gain the rep faster. Uh, And then also you have the exotic perk of the life exotic. The only bond that does not have the life exotic is the storm color bond, um, and that's because I guess it arguably does something different than <laughs> yeah. the other i don't like, know blue, I mean, blue. <sighs> this is a, this is a new monarchy item for a warlock i don't know if you could get any farther from something that would interest me <laughs> 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 on the spectrum of things that interest me uh, <laughs> <laughs> on on that note <laughs> So let's. I, I say we move on to to leg armor. The one and only piece of leg armor that us poor warlocks have ever gotten. Thank Plus you, finally, because, Bungie. Oh, well, yeah, you guys just really slow. Yeah, they were just used to being carried for a really long time. Yep. They didn't yep. have legs. Yeah, except now we don't have to reload. Ever. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so transversive steps. The flavor text is in these boots. Your relationship with consistent space-time is tenuous at best. And uh, once my computer catches back up. Here we go. No, where did it go? Stop it. Stop it. Just slap it around a couple times. (laughs) Little slap and pickle. Yeah, tell it to uh, behave. Otherwise, have you found that talking to your computer helps? Oh, Lord, no. don't. Okay, so the exotic perk, strange angles. Gain faster movement speed while crouching, and picking up ammo automatically reloads the weapon matching that ammo's type. Yes! They may have taken forever to give us leg armor, but oh, they are awesome. They're really pretty, too. <laughs> oh, they are so pretty. <laughs> They are disco boots. They are, uh, yeah, yeah they, make, they make radiant crap? dance machines. <laughs> they are disco boots. 
is to I be feel with like and, and I, I feel like this is a challenge. I feel like the wolves got these boots. <laughs> The challenge are radiant dance machines Ooh, and go, no, and they just sat no there challenge. and they and there's they did no the thing where they put the two fingers to the eye and then one at you and then they glanced <laughs> down at the boots and they put on the dance floor, and that's that's how the hunters and warlocks now just to do their disputes. So, dance <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 I think you just described something that should happen at Destiny Con. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. For notes, we got math, geometry, transversal is turned or directed across a line that cuts across two or more usually parallel lines. It's mm-hmm. literally just straight line going across two other line. If you took geometry, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not word- perpendicular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The word draw and transverse. Transversal. Done. Yeah, just the definition of the words transverse uh, means situated or extending across something. Um, you know, so it's mm-hmm. it's literally it's and I love the I love the statement that its relationship with consistent space time is tenuous at best uh, because it just it allows you to kind of cut across um, consistent space time. It allows you to. Well, just to, as usual, ignore the laws of physics. Yeah, yeah, just make things happen. Cheat. I think warlocks refer to them. Warlocks refer to them as the suggestions of physics. Um, <laughs> that would make not so much as the laws. This is right. true. Actually, that's very warlock. That's mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that all that that's pretty the the tenuous connection is I think a big nod to the fact that you move faster when you are crouching instead of moving mm-hmm. slower. This yeah. is this is one of the trifecta mm-hmm. of which of I've never RPGs. seen anyone do that. I want someone to do that at me, like in Crucible. <laughs> oh, I've, I've used them in Crucible. <laughs> it's pretty nifty sneaky, when you sneaky, sneaky, if you, sneaky, sneaky. you pair them with um. Take a knee, any sniper rifle with take a knee or something. Yeah. Forget about it. I just want the it. lollipop guild music from uh, <laughs> we represent the lollipop guild. Lollipop guild. Matador! Oh my god. <laughs> this one piece of leg so, armor we spent so much time on it. Yeah, way too much. Jump up to the claws. <laughs> we have to it's we have to make sure up. that we have to make yes. sure that Justin doesn't talk too much. Okay, so Justin, don't vote. talk at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> Put it down. Put it down. <laughs> I'm ready. So the claws, the claws of Ahamkara. Flavor text is: Look at this life, O bearer mine. There is so much left to burn. Um, And this one has the exotic perk of the whispers, which basically gives you an additional charge for scorch and energy drain. So it is a sun singer focused. Um, And it was added in the dark below. We don't really have any big notes on this one that I can. There is one big note. It does not look as cool as the hunter arms. Um, I no. I don't really uh, understand. I'm, I'm gonna have to correct you there. What is it supposed to be? Like I've never uh, got those that. Those are those are plate scales. Are those plate so, scales? Yeah, those are plate scales. Um, yeah. in a very feathery like fashion, but those are and, large, 
large plate scales, whereas all the hunter pieces are bones. And exactly. I, I don't, That's why ours look I, cooler. But I think it's weird that it's called the claws of Ahamkara, and there's not a single thing about the piece that has a claw. Yeah, the there's shoulder, a claw on the, the shoulder. The, 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 the claws. Yeah, if you pull it up on uh, the Bungie directory to get the 3D model, kept, you'll see the... Well, I kept I kept trying to equip it, and it said character model not available. You can also do this thing called Google. That's because, that's because you're on your hunter. Oh, <laughs> if I had a oh. desk in front of me, I would have head desk right now. So as soon as he started talking, I was like, oh my god, he's gonna go he's gonna make this comment. Lou, uh, I, I have a I love you. I tried, the doctors tried, they can't. Teacher, pick me, pick me, teacher. Um Blue, it is not just scorch and energy drain. It literally gives you oh, an it's extra all, melee. All warlock. It's all melee. Extra melee. Okay. I'll make yeah, it. so, so storm callers, yes, we can we can melee you twice from sniper distance, and then you can try to hit us, and we can melee you a third time with a stronger melee. <laughs> I don't like in this. You- <laughs> this. This does not it, sound. Hey, fun. it would be annoying if anybody used them, right? Am I right? But this is part of the OP. This is, was part of the OP Sunsinger build. You get double flame shield, double fusion grenade. You know, mm-hmm. this was before you had an, and you still had your super. That doesn't mean I like it. Hey, you don't have to like it. Okay. You just have to accept it. I don't accept it. You just it. have to burn. <laughs> you just have to burn. Burn for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so next, what's next? Uh, nothing manacles. Uh, nothing manacles. Uh, I can't, it's not loading for me. It's, no. This, uh, the nothing manacles. The equations balance thus. You are diminished and I am exalted. You are broken and I am made strong. This is from Oryx's diary. Um, I think, and I don't understand why they're lavender. Because because basically what happens is when you kill a warlock, these trick you into making you think that you got heavy. <laughs> and you get excited, and then the warlocks disappoint you even after death. Oh I'm with man! You. Yeah, I don't know why they glow purple either. It's 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 cool. I, uh, I like it's funny because now. it's 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 funny because manacles are essentially handcuffs, right? Yes. Yeah. Nothing handcuffs is almost like an it's it's almost like a like a slight to handcuffs. It's like nothing will handcuff you, right? Like your handcuffs are made of nothingness. Well, and I think which, that, I think that's the, the point is nothing. Yeah, nothing. I was making the point okay, that it okay. was the point. Okay. You, All right. you, there is no spoon. Join me on this journey. Blue. Okay. So <laughs> there is no spoon. Thank you. What? <laughs> um, the note the note on this one is the the obvious connection to the chemistry formula which is the starting with the equation balance which comes from the law of conservation of mass 
Uh, and this is kind of a nod to that flavor text. It says mass cannot be destroyed or created yet. It might be rearranged in space. You can transform. However, uh, it must be balanced. So, you know, example is when you have lighter physical work is transformed into particles that contribute the same mass to the system as the lighter work has contributed. Basically you have to have, it's, it's a law of even exchange basically. Um, and the conservation of mass also goes on to the, or, harkens back to the greek philosophy of the law of the conservation of mass which is titled nothing comes from nothing um and i actually uh rhino included the quote from lucretius uh there's a book that he or a novel that he uh, text i guess he wrote called derunium Nat- natura and <clears throat> this is actually where that concept is kind of defended um, this also kind of goes into the whole concept that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It's just rearranged basically. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the, the trivia connection there is because, you know, the, the equations always balance no matter what energy equations will always balance. So if you are diminished, that's because I am exalted. If you are broken, it's because I am made strong. And vice versa. If I'm diminished, you are exalted. And, you know, if I'm broken, you are made strong. The the energy or the light always exists. It's just a transference between the two individuals or the two sides of the equation that is being that is being balanced thus. So that is the equation that is being explained. Some people call it sword logic, but you know, I guess we couldn't we couldn't call that that i was waiting for someone to say it (laughs) it. yes blue has has committed the blunder (laughs) jimmy godwin's law all right so we're good on that one yeah i think we're i think we're good next one one gives me even more reason to not like is (laughs) aspects god i love these gloves the the quote is or the the flavor text have I the aspic in my lips? I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, I, I, I get I'll, Sounds cool. I'll talk about it. Cool. Yeah. Please. Do. Um, the exotic perk, <laughs> Viper Totemic, improved siphon, weapons ready and reload very quickly. And by improved, it means intensely improved. Like, whew, I could go into the numbers, but we'd be here for a while. <laughs> look out! Look out! Fallout plays. He's got a video on it. Um, real quick, the asp, the flavor text is actually a quote from, uh, Shakespeare. It's Antony and Cleopatra, and it's the scene where Cleopatra commits suicide. Uh, it's her question is, have I the aspic in my lips dust fall? Um, so there's, <clears throat> it's right when she gets, she lets the asp bite her and she dies. Um, Real quick on that as well, Ophidia is a group of, I guess it's a, technically it's squamate reptiles that includes modern snakes. Um, all reptiles, and these are basically all the reptiles that are more closely related to snakes than any other living group of lizards. The, the thought for the Ophidia is that they were evolved from lizards that burrowed or swam. Uh, and trend and that basically gave way and they lost their hind legs via evolution going back to the aspic an aspic viper is a is literally a poisonous snake uh and aspic like an asp yeah and an aspis is a viper like that it's the kind of interchangeable so an aspic viper is a 
a poisonous snake. Um, That's actually makes me feel a lot better because there's a food called aspic and that's really confusing. <laughs> if you did, have you, did you find that in your travels blue? Mm-mm. Um, just look up aspic. Oh God. A-S-P-I-C. It's a savory jelly made with meat stock set in a mold and used to contain pieces of meat, seafood or eggs. I don't know if it's I want to eat that. It's meat jelly, and the flavor text is, have I had the aspic caught in my lips? And I'm like, that's gross. Meat jelly? Mm. Meat jelly. But I like that it's a Shakespeare quote instead of meat jelly. So yeah, it's it's the quote. Bungie for the wind, once again. The second, so, the second Google result is aspic gross. Taste test from hell. <laughs> so... I'm going to stick with my theory of not touching that. And um, the icky era of aspic. Okay. <laughs> um, real quick. Uh, Totemic is a, basically a totem emblem that is worshiped by a family lineage uh, that is believed to include animals that the people or even the clan evolved from or were or related to. So it's usually carved from wood to evoke protection from the guardian animal, which if you look at these gloves, if you look at the, I guess it's technically a pauldron, I, it, not really, but the shoulder piece um, is a totem. It, it, that, that is technically a totem. Uh, it's two cobras around a floating orb thing. I don't even know what that is. But um, if you look at it, that that would be considered a totem because if you go back to the actual definition of totem, it's simply a carving from usually wood to um, evoke that protection from the guardian animal, which in this case would be the viper. So that is the connection for the ophidian aspect to all the trivia it also looks really good with trials of cyrus gear mm-hmm. i'm just going to put that out there can i just add one quick thing that i noticed mm-hmm. um it kind of looks like the uh oh why am i forgetting the name the staff that hermes uses oh yeah the uh the double mm. snakes oh yes and it, it it's a it's a very tenuous it's a very thin connection to hermes speed goes but because it gives you quick draw and added reload speed yeah the yeah uh, the uh, catechus the rod of hermes it's also yep. the the rod or the symbol of medicine uh, mm-hmm. and those are actually asps on that that <clears throat> so uh that is that is because i think it's actually called was it Oh no, I'm thinking of the rod of Asclepius, um, which is, I think, the same thing technically. No, no, okay, no, it's not. Uh, Hermes it's not. had Hermes had two. Asclepius has only had one. Uh, but yeah, so Hermes Hermes is the catechus, catechius. And that is a wing staff with two snakes wrapped around it. And it was also a symbol for commerce, but he was, it is now also the medical sign. Um, and yeah, there's a, there's an entire myth about why there are two snakes, two snakes around it. 
So. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's my that's my I mean, unless you want to talk about the myth of how no, the two snakes just, got there, I, I I'm going to just stop talking. I just wanted to make that. That, quick, that is that a good connection. That's I, that is. A yeah, good no, I, one can only assume trying to bite you in the neck. Um, <laughs> so the next um, armor piece is Sunday. the one that everyone loved to use. To make our friend Atheon, we hate go for a walkabout. <laughs> um, sunbreakers. When one can wield the fire of stars, what use is flesh and bone? It's a good question. Eh, well, you know, you would think maybe your flesh and bone might be gone at that point, but well, and I think that's kind of the point because if you look at them. They look, they they don't, but they look like they're actually replacing your forearm with the plasma. Mm-hmm. But if you actually look at them on the database, that is not the case. There's just an overlay. There's actually a glove underneath. So don't worry, you're you aren't actually destroying your flesh and bone. Um, if you want to make, well, you can't. Atheon installed baby bumpers. <laughs> so. Sort of the Templar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the Tim. I forgot you could do that with the Templar. I, I go, first beat him. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> that was the first and only time I ever used that Sunsinger perk where everyone else gets just that faster. Yeah. My my raid group was like four hunters and two titans. So <laughs> I never experienced that firsthand. So, yeah, the exotic perk that. is helium cycle and it increases the duration of solar grenade. This is great on control maps because you can just lob grenades at a control point and they last forever. Because you control helium. You control the sun. Um, and then finally, sorry, chat. chat. Um, the impossible machines. The flavor text on this one actually comes from a a crumpled note pinned in the clasp and it says quote the dead come for these but the dead should not have them end quote hmm. i wonder which who they're talking about i think they're talking about iphones oh okay i gotcha i gotcha thanks thanks for that justin i'm i was really confused i'm so glad you helped me out there now, <clears throat> now we're together right yeah yeah um the exotic perk on this one is lightning rod and basically what this light what this perk does is it unlocks the stormcaller subclass node landfall for free which is the really annoying thing that people jump over you and decide to become a tesla coil which makes sense because that's what they're that's what they have on their hands this is this is when we learned a titan slam or storm from x-men <laughs> that works too or they just go full palpatine um just real quick notes on this one there is actually an impossible machine in reality this is this is well there is a concept of the Boston impossible machine the reason why it's called the impossible machine and this is perpetual motion the perpetual motion machine 
Uh, it is nicknamed the Impossible Machine, and it's named this because it originally failed to consider the law of con- conservation of energy. So functional relics are actually sought after by many vintage collectors around the world. It got to a point that the U.S. government actually stopped giving out patents for perpetual motion machines because they just they they just none of them ever worked. So unless you can actually show a working prototype, you will not get a patent from the U.S. government for a perpetual motion machine. Um, NASA has it's weird though. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, obviously, all they need to do because- is go get a cat and a piece of toast with jelly on it. It's yeah, it's but really it's- not hard. Thank you. <laughs> No, I was just going to say it's the only way to prove it is to have it work forever. So <laughs> it's like your machine doesn't work. Prove it. It's still working it's until still- your until your machine fails. It's it's a perpetual motion machine. <laughs> uh, and yeah. And so the basically the simplest way to disprove any perpetual machine is to what the quote is. Look for the source of energy. Because you you have it, the perpetual. That's the problem with it. It doesn't consider the law of conservation of energy, and so, or I think the creation of energy. But anyways, um, yeah, no, you were right the first time. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to explain because basically they have to use an external source of energy to get the machine to work, and that defeats the purpose of the machine. Energy can never be created, right? Only, uh transformed and converted Didn't we cover that? from one form to the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a, <laughs> a common theme throughout all this. It's the second law of thermodynamics. I feel like there's a common theme telling the warlocks, like, you need to, you need to calm it down. You need to respect <laughs> the laws of physics, damn yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or the suggestions of physics, whatever you want to call them. The physicists of the world are rolling over in their grave after every whatever a warlock goes. Yeah, they're like, okay, you know, the max is usually ten. We like you operating at like an eight, but you are all the way at an eleven. So can you tone that down a bit? That'd be great. (laughs) Bring it back down a little bit, please. Just, just a little bit, please. Thank you. Simmer down now. All right. All right. And that does it for gloves. Yeah. We just Yay. ran the gauntlet. Oh, <laughs> Holy crap. Dude, we came in under the wire. Good job. We still have chests we to still do. Have, chest we pieces. still have chest pieces. And we should start oh. with Alchemist Diamonds. <laughs> Just was like, I thought I was done. <laughs> <laughs> they pulled me back in. That That's is actually, that is a really good looking um, blouse. God. This thing is so awesome, and the fabric is so craptacular. So I have a I have a warlock that I like never I never use it, and I only have her wear this one because it's pretty. It's so pretty, and it like shimmers and stuff. Yeah, if only I could wear this. You could wear this with transverse of steps. And the stag helmet, you'd be the coolest looking warlock in the world. You'd be a cheater. You know what? Yeah. I, I, I sometimes I wish that you could at least equip cheating. all the exotics you want, but you can only choose one exotic for the perks. But like, yes, transmog, like, yes I wish you could transmog. So that way I could just be like the coolest looking hunter that ever hunted. <laughs> okay. 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 Now, now that you've done this, no, no. no. now you've done this. Everyone has to say their armor pieces. <clears throat> Mel. My, my my favorite armor piece? 
No, no. If you could wear all exotics on your hunter. This, uh, can we do this at the end? I feel like yes. this is our yeah, homework. I think we, it's going to be done. It's going to be done. You're not getting right. off. Okay. All right. Okay. So Alchemist okay. Rhymance. Do it. The flavor text is to reshape the world piece by piece, thought by thought. All it takes is a little reshuffling of particles. Again, big F you to physics. Well, um, not really, because it <laughs> follows the law of conservation of energy. Eh. Right? Because it's just taking a reshuffling of particles. We, we assume it does. We don't know how much energy it actually takes to reshuffle said particles. But, but what did a, an alchemist yep, try to do oh, so I, feverishly? I yep. so... And that's, that's, the, that's actually the exotic perk. Iron to gold. Chance to gain glimmer on primary ammo pickup. Orbs collected. <laughs> okay, lore-wise, this is an amazing concept. <laughs> That's what everybody wants from an exotic piece: is a quality of life. Oh, God, so I did. I will say, I glimmer used this in King's Fall. Um, it was added in the Taken King. I did use this in King's Fall because, as a warlock, I would hold my super until everyone else died, and I needed to res. And holding your super, you pick up those orbs off the ground. Not only does it reduce frame rate, but you know, you get grenades and melee back hella quick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the notes you want to go, you want to do the, take the notes blue. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find, I had an extensive, what's really funny is I was actually looking up some things for, uh, some, something completely unrelated in regards to alchemy when I was <gasps> talking to, no. Rhino about this. <laughs> and so like, I was like, I was like, why are you, what, why is he? Oh, this is amazing. Oh. I love this confluence of, of the timing. So alchemy is it, it, alchemy is really interesting. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a lot of history, actual history with alchemy. And I know a lot of people, when you hear alchemy, a lot of people think, oh, it's just this, this you know, fascination with magic and fascination with... Um, the supernatural and it really actually isn't um, alchemists basically are studying to purify mature and perfect very specific objects and ultimately this is ultimately every alchemist works on what he or she calls what what is called a magnum opus and and this is their their work to master all of this stuff that they are working on and the entire concept of iron to gold is actually it's actually more symbolic than it is real like it, it's than it is anchored in reality they're not going to say no that they wouldn't turn lead to gold but the entire concept of a base metal into gold is because is the perfection of that person so the origin of alchemy was really born from the understanding of transmutation of base metals, which is basically when someone kind of figured out, hey, if I mix this component with this component, it actually makes something new. Anyone who ever played the game Doodle God, you, you've basically seen alchemy. I mean, that is alchemy. It's combining things and then doing different steps to create something new from that combination. The entire idea of making gold from a base object is actually chrysopopeia. Man, I cannot talk about it. It's a weird word. Um, and that is actually one very small aspect of alchemy. The, the larger aspect of alchemy 
is really, and I, I hesitate to call it an obsession because it really isn't, but it's a goal to create what's usually identified as the Philosopher's Stone. Uh, some people also call it the, I believe it is the Alcocodra, Alcocodron. Um, and this is, it. There's there's so much to unpack here. Um, the Philosopher's Stone is ultimately just a substance that can turn any base metal into gold, but more importantly, it also grants immortality. Um, this is this is actually the reason why historically it's been practiced and very heavily sought, because it it represents perfection and perfect balance, and that's really what alchemy was all about was finding balances of changing and transforming things um the alcocodron was actually a a deviation of the philosopher's stone um that is literally it translates into giver of years and it's from uh, a couple of the islamic schools of thought um but it deals with the manipulation of a a source of energy called the high leg which is basically energy of life. Um, the Alcocodron was the, um, in Aristotelian terms, Heilig was the material and Alcocodron was the form that would intersect within the body of the alchemist and make that, that tree, the triumvirate that allows the alchemist to create new things. Um, Hellenic alchemy, on the other hand, is, well, they deviate a little bit, but they're pretty, pretty similar. Um, Hellenic alchemy generally tends to be comprised around the seven planetary metals, which is gold, silver, copper, iron, tin, um, mercury, which is also known as quicksilver, and then lead. And now each of these metals is associated with a particular planet, um, Gold, for example, is the sun. Silver is the moon. Uh, and then you have, you know, from there down. This also takes into consideration the base elements. Now, this is something that a lot of game or a lot of people in Destiny probably will recognize a little bit. The, but whereas Destiny has three base elements, alchemy has um, has four. Or, well, generally there's assumed to be four there's a couple far east schools that argue for the case of five or six but the general hellenic school of thought has four base elements which are air earth water and fire or plasma solid gas and liquid then you also combine this into a prime triangle which is another hellenic school of thought which is the spirit the body and the soul um we it's alchemy and i've i've gotten most of this detailed out in the mind map I mean, there is, it goes into, um, into the, the indications of the crypto cryptography of the Zodiac signs in which you can use to decode different passages of magnum opuses from different, different authors or different alchemists. Um, George Ripley is a one that is really often used to show those 12 steps, um, the other the other big thing as far as alchemy is within the regards of science. Uh, the entire field of chemistry is derived from alchemy. So traditional medicine actually is kind of heavily derived from this entire school of thought. Um, and that can be seen a lot in the pharmacology department or pharmacology areas of study. That's what they're doing. They are they are basically combining different elements to create different medicines to help benefit society. 
And so in, in some cases, this traditional medicine actually, you can argue, uses the concept of transmutation of natural substances to create those medicines that we we just take for granted. That's actually a form of alchemy. You could argue that. Um, the only other note that I know Rhino and I talked about was the entire belief that evolution is possibly a part of uh, alchemy. And that stems from the belief that the practice, which is claimed to be successful, leads to the belief that it could be applied to healing. Um, and that can be also seen in kind of a Darwinistic state, whereas the successful entity is the entity that survives and passes those traits on. Um, many cultures kind of took that to a, a more mythological slash supernatural belief in that they held that this was the discovery behind the elixir of life, um, which then, you know, kind of curves back into this concept of the philosopher's stone and immortality and all these, all these things are, it's, it's kind of a secular model of thought. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a uh, this, this is something that I could go for hours on. Alchemy is a, is a very, very fascinating subject just from even just just from history not even not even taking into consideration you know believing or not believing the supernatural aspects of it um just snake the, oil <laughs> the snake oil of it um the historical ramifications of alchemists in general has been pretty significant and really honestly you can thank the entire the entire existence of pharmacologists to alchemists so that's that's my congratulations rant. blue that's congratulations my, that's my rant that is the most anyone's ever talked about that armor piece mm. it's pretty too <laughs> it's so pretty. it is it's pretty so uh, next is heart of the praxic but no one wanted no one wanted to add on to that uh, no, no, I think you're good. That's all I got. real good. Sorry, I had to make fun of myself. Her, her chain says that, you know, it's it's not a real science, but we'll ignore her. <laughs> it's no, her chain is correct. It, it, it's uh, correct. it uh, Sky Dragon with the Hudson Hawk reference. Thank you. It's thinking that the whole time. <laughs> So, heart of the praxic fire. Yes. In the last moment, she seemed as wholly luminescent as the sun, and I wished to be so brave. And we believe that to be a quote from that's my bay, um, Eris Morton, right? Yeah, I would think so. About talking about Ariana three. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Good old Ariana. Would, so, exotic is perk is praise the sun. Further decreases all ability cooldowns while radiance is active. And it, you know, it's works really good. Um, yeah, thought to be in honor of radiance, and it has the cassoid emblem on the back of the collar. It also has a tie-in to the Praxic Warlocks, being that it's, you know, heart of the Praxic Fire. Mm-hmm. And the Praxic Warlocks are a um, pragmatic bunch. group group within the sun singer bunch of craziness <laughs> yes they do they do tend to be yeah um there's I also like feel, there's, there's also the the obvious dark souls reference 
yeah, I don't play that hard as crazy in this game. I <laughs> I played Praise the sun. I literally put it into my place all of all of five minutes and i got <laughs> yeah that's, that's i got <laughs> utterly destroyed by skeletons and said nope i'm done, I'm done. i had the same experience so don't go back <laughs> <laughs> okay. it gets so much better it gets so much better nope. because then you can get invaded by other players i have no, no I'm good no. <laughs> I'm no thank you all right let's purify our thoughts oh <sighs> Not our robes? robes. Our, our robes, the dresses need to be purified. Did not get these until Rise of Iron. They're pretty. I like, uh, I like the model, the the design on these. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 good if nobody's paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Fire is the breaking of bonds. Fire is freedom. We must be swift and thorough in our liberation. Wow. And the exotic perk is Burn Brighter, activating radiance from death disorients nearby enemies. That's why I was saying if nobody's paying attention, <laughs> they're good. Like this would probably work once. And then somebody would say, Oh, he's wearing purifier robes. Everybody get away from him. Back up, back up. I just have a tendency to ignore people once they're dead. Yeah. And that's where it usually you comes don't play trials. Yeah, and I don't play yeah, trials. That, is, that is entirely an accurate statement. That is yeah, a really accurate statement. Phrase. The problem there are is multiple people- videos of me doing air horns and teabagging, <laughs> only to have two freaking self-res warlocks come back up. Hang on, yeah. hang on. I think I have. I think I have a. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you may. Hang on. Wait. Wait. I think. I, I think. Is this it? Oh my God! Y'all saw that, right? Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that may have been one of them. <laughs> there was actually one where do you know when you win a trials game? If you play trials, you know this. When you win a trials game and it's been really like hard fought and tense. But you you didn't just win a round, you just won the whole thing. What do you do when you're done? You you like run around the whole map. Like if you're not a teabagger, you you run around the whole map and you just jump oh, yeah. around, right? Yeah, pretty much dance in different places, run around. I started doing that, left the place where the two orbs from the from the oh, no. two sun singers were. They both they both revived, and then I could hear my teammates go, wait, no, Justin, where are you going? Don't leave. <laughs> Wait, no. Oh, they're all alive now. Uh, and there Sad day. The Sad day. No, there <laughs> went the game. <laughs> because after that, everyone was so freaking demoralized. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how that fits with, with Warlock. I don't um, know either. Because they self-res. <laughs> Uh, the purification, yeah. the purification by fire is, uh, it's, it's both religious and historically pretty significant. Uh, many religions use fire as a means of expressing purification of the soul. Um, you, you see this with terminology such as baptism by fire or trial by fire, um, or even ordeal by fire. The, uh, the historical context within this is the ordeal by fire was actually an attempt to prove the innocent or worthy. Uh, this is kind of it, it gets a little gruesome. So people like were put Salem. 
that's a misnomer, but sure, we'll go with there. Um, people were put under extreme conditions, and if they emerged unscathed or healed directly after, it was a sign of the gods or even gods stepping in as to interfere with the ordeal. Um, basically what that means is that you were innocent. And so judging this would prove the subject was purified or worthy. The problem with this entire concept is pretty obvious for anyone who wants to think about this. A lot of people died. Um, and the defense for a lot of this was, oh, well, they weren't, they weren't blank, you know, and, and, and this is by no means targeting any specific religion or political institution that use these practices because it, almost every single one of them historically has done something to this nature. Uh, and so, it, but yeah, it, it's not a, it's not a pretty thing. Um, you know, you'll have, you'll have the instances of the witch trials, you'll have the inquisition, you'll have oh, uh, different things of that nature. For, and yeah, this is forever about the witch trials. If you oh, float, well, you're a witch. If you sink, you are an innocent person and will miss you. Yeah, that, um, that was actually yeah the the drowning was a very yeah. and, and that's obviously that's what I was file. thinking of. It's it's like a well, it's not fire, but I'm saying it's the same mm, flawed logic. It's it's, it's like yeah, uh, and that that was actually a very actually very popular process, sadly. Um, but yeah that's so uh, do we think that the purifier robes was a ceremonial um garment that was worn as part of some or like you say ordeal by fire like was worn as some sort of coming of age um i think maybe the purifier maybe robes worn by the thin knots yeah the thin yeah or or maybe a praxic thing uh, I think it would be probably more of a thin antenna than anything. But the other thing is, is because of the combination of the exotic perk, um, mm-hmm. I really think that this is a, I mean, obviously this is a nod to the purification by fire, but because remember also sun singers have radiance that brings them back. Um, and that is literally the burning of the self because they, they erupt into the flames. You know, we talked about that a little bit with um, the Pajari arc when we had the uh, that episode um and how that kind of ties into the entire concept of what an actual pajari does um which is you know burning uh, i believe it's burning incense i cannot remember what that specific practice is called but it's literally they're burning they're burnt they burn an actual pajari burns something in effigy whereas in destiny the 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 sun singer is actually burning him or herself in effigy to the light and they are purifying themselves and coming back from the brink of death or they're coming back from beyond death. And you know, there's, there's multiple. Okay. So like just personally, I know this because of my own religion, but within the Bible, there's a lot of references, especially within the books of Isaiah of this exact kind of concept is because, you know, the Isaiah, Isaiah in the Bible is a prophet. Uh, he's taken to heaven and he's purified via a coal from the the throne of God. And then he's sent back, you know, once he's been purified, he is allowed to now speak the word of God and he's sent back within that, within those books. And so that's a concept, you know, the purification of fire. Like I said, it's a very, very heavily religious concept as well as there is the historical concept too. So I, yeah, I mean, like I, I definitely think that it's, um, it's a 
ceremonial garment. Uh, but I think the ceremony that you're speaking of is actually the resurrection of the individual guardian, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Kind of, maybe. Yeah, it does. It does. But uh, I'm just trying to imagine this order that uses it. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's specifically an order. Um, it might be. You would like think said, it would be something kind of steeped in tradition. and. Yeah, and, I mean, that's why I would, if ritual, anything, I would ritualism. think it would be Thanatonauts. Right. No, no, I'm not going to speculate as to who it was, but oh. I, I'm just thinking that as 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 opposed to a lot of the armor pieces that we have that are that are functional armor pieces that are designed to be armor, we we have here pure fire robes that are that are largely ceremonial in in their in their original design, and then they were later adapted. Yeah, I you know see. what I mean. Yeah, no, no, I I completely. I completely follow what you're saying. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I didn't I didn't think about that because what would in a ceremonial process, what would. What would be the point? Mm-hmm. Well, we wear a lot, even in today's society for ceremony, that's just pointless, you know, well, I mean, yeah, and, sorry, that came out, that came all, out all kind, right, that came yeah, out yeah. wrong. But I mean, like, because the the ceremony that i would imagine these robes in particular being referred to is is a heavily heavily personal one right because mm-hmm. you know it's 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 their purification it's the individual's purification not to mention in a ceremony you don't really want to disorient the people who are there with you um that kind of seems like a weird thing to do um, but maybe I'm trying to. I'm just, the other thing is the icon no. for Burn Brighter just no, bugs me because it's it's wings, and I, I can't <laughs> help but the seraphim yeah. connection, or or angel of fire. No, that's I mean seraphim. Seraphim. Well, no, I mean that's that's a perk in the in the Sunsinger tree. That oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, oh yeah, the entire Sunsinger <laughs> is. The entire I mean, the let me hang in the air so you can see me better. <gasps> yeah, Icarus, uh, um, Imperium Bellicose, much. Um, let me. Uh, do we want to move on to? Starfire yeah, let's move protocol? on. Let's move on. Yes, Starfire Protocol. So, the tweed jacket, as it were. Starfire <laughs> Protocol. Thirteen point four billion years ago, the first stars kindled out of darkness. Seeding the future of all life. I love that they have the actual date. That's good. Who's been keeping up with that? Um. Yeah. Uh, what are the perks on this bad boy? Uh, there is a single exotic perk, and it is called Starfire Protocol. And all it does is give you an additional fusion grenade. Whoopity do. Let's not go too crazy here. Well, that's it's like giving you an additional kill, right? Well, I mean, the nice thing is that for for PVE is you can use uh, Viking Funeral with your fusion grenades and still have two. So, other than that, that's kind of a very lackluster perk. It'd be nice if it gave you something else different. Perk from the perk tree, but 
Do you know what's weird? We did the hunter episode with like three hunters, and we were all like really jazzed about all our perks on all our armor. We do one with the Titan. You you've been really salty about most of your Warlock. armor. Do you Warlock. Know that? But that's because most of our armor is like I I don't meh, know. Either way. Meh. Well, I'm just speaking from, you know, actual usability. It's like I said, I can count I on, I can count like on Warlock, Warlock, please, please, please correct that. Please, please, <laughs> please don't, no. please don't offend people. No. So here's, here's a, here's an interesting thing that I just kind of, I, I just looked at this because I'm, <laughs> it's been bugging me. So the flavor text, and, and, you know, just guys jump in here. If you, you know where I'm going with this, the flavor text is yes. 13.4 billion years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So the common timeline of the formation of the universe, the big bang theory kind of places the metric expansion of space to be an estimated 13.8 billion years ago today. Mm-hmm. So how did that number go down? Because Starfire Protocol is really 400 million years old. Ooh. Or 300 million years old, if I'm doing my math right. 300? Yeah, I don't know. yeah, no, well, yeah, 400, maybe 400. I've no, been, been, no, you might be I'm right. Tired. I don't know. But, right, like, what? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Not long ago, last <laughs> year. So wait, 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 wait. I got you. <laughs> I got travel. you right here, Blue. No, no, I got you right here. Last year, the Hubble telescope saw a galaxy 13.4 billion years in the past. And that was the previous distance record for seeing hmm. into the galaxy. Oh, you still so think it's just the date? Okay, I could. You think yeah, I could yeah, see okay, that. Could see that can't be a coincidence. No, especially considering it was added with. Yeah, no, that makes more sense. Well. Yeah. Um, because I literally just Google searched thirteen point four, and there we that go. was. I'm, I'm just. You're inside the actor's studio right now. I'm letting you know my process. <laughs> I literally Guys, yet again, Justin has proved years. Blue wrong. Yeah, and it and that's was, the distance record. I was looking yeah. up. I was looking up like the Big Bang Theory. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's like something, something close to that. I was like, thirteen point eight. Wait, hang on. Wait, wait. Did I miss something? <laughs> did I is, miss is something? Blue is Blue going to give me that one? Yeah, I'm going to give you that one. That makes sense. Nice, Justin won. Yeah. Blue. Uh, <laughs> can you you can you can hear the dry erase marker uh, on the board? <laughs> and and all of a sudden, I felt as if a whole galaxy of people screamed out and then were silenced. Um, so, oh my god! So, um, do we want to move on to the Gary Busey vestments? Oh, the other. You will dream of teeth better. and nothing else. Scratch behind a buckle. The void <laughs> fang vest. I'm sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> this you didn't this say it was very enough weird. gusto. <laughs> you would dream of teeth. You will dream of teeth and nothing else. Thank you. Thank you, pins. A slow clap. Um, this this one, I, I don't know. What do you guys make of this one? It looks I like can a draw. never make hit. I can never make heads or tails of this one. I always want to lump it into an Ahamkara type vibe, but it's probably not. Um, what do you think? It looks like a pirate dress. 
I would. I agree. <laughs> right, right, Mel. Doesn't it? Well, the it little actually... gold part in the front looks a looks like a, a, a cravat. Yeah, I get. Yeah, but yeah. the back. If you look at the back, a lot looked a lot like the um. Oh, what the heck was it? The chess piece from Crota's End. You're gonna have to help me out. Yeah, I'm good. I'm like, what? I Ooh. you know how the Crota's End gear made a warlock look like a wizard? Oh, oh no, no, no! It was it was an Ute piece, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember what it was called, but yeah, I always thought it looked like that. And Dream of Teeth and nothing else. You know, clearly this person's been hanging out with the hive a little too much. Yeah. I, um, honestly, I have issue with most of the Crota's end gear because it just, especially the Titan, it just tended to make you look like a white dog turd. Um, <laughs> just to be fair, that was a lot of mm-hmm. uh, armor, like just Continue. like a petrified piece of dog. <laughs> um, Thrallscat. <laughs> Thrallscat. Yes, confirmed. Give me a up. Um, so I think I think that's as that is as serious as uh discussion of the void fang vestments as yeah. we're gonna get uh the perk um the perk the used, perk they used to be improved axion but I guess they updated it to being hungering void and this one gives you a full grenade energy when you respawn and also axion bolt grenade spawns an additional seeker. Yeah, this That's is another cool. this is another great one for PvP and or trials in general. Every that grenade, time you die and respawn, you have full grenade. That grenade has a specific set of skills. Liam Neeson! And I can track all three of you guys. Not with shade steps. Yeah. I, just, I don't know, man. I changed my address it. and got a burner phone, and the <laughs> Liam Neeson still found me. <laughs> That's because he followed the trail from your shaved off beard. Oh. <laughs> the trail of whiskers. The trail of whiskers. Oh, no. The trail of whiskers. Solid burn, Mel. Solid burn. It's a solid burn. Even though it was adversarial to my position, I appreciated it. You know, I, you know, I, you know, I adore you. Yeah, I know. I know that about most people. Um, <laughs> it's the voice. It's the voice of the flower. You can't say no. Rip Van, just insane. Oh, come on, guys. So I think that actually gets through everything. And I would say now we could move on to the portion where we get to the after show and act really silly, but we've already done that. <laughs> Wait, th- there's a portion where we shouldn't act silly? Yeah. <laughs> there was, but Justin ruined it. Failed that test. Yay! Yay! Cake for everyone! Cake for everyone! Cake is a lie. All right. Do we want to, you want to roll to shout outs? Uh, did we have a dispatch or are we good? Did we want to do a dispatch? You guys, you guys good for a dispatch? Let's do the dispatch. Yeah, All we right. did the dispatch. Dispatches from the wilds.
All right. Well, we got one from Julian and Mel. Do you is that the one that I think you're thinking of? Yes, the one you sent me regards to uh, a drawing and listener sent in. Yeah, yeah, there's that one, and then I think uh, I think included in that one is also the the spin foil theory that he had. Mm, yes, yes. Did you want me to read all of it, or did you want me to address the part that pertained? How about we? How about I read the spin foil part, and then we'll jump to your part. Perfect. That sounds great. Okay. Cool. All right, so Julian says, "Hello, Focus Fire. I come with you. I come to you with Warlock Spindle Foil because apparently warlocks don't." Okay. Um, first, the <laughs> Astrocyte verse turning your head into brain sparklers, um, and he spells your Y O R. Yeah, I, I think believe, that was deliberate. Yeah, no, it was. I believe is an opposite is opposite in the Obsidian Mind. The Obsidian Mind would turn your brain blank into the void. And that is why you can pull from the void with the Nova Bomb more effectively. You siphon the destruction of your enemies to fuel more destruction in, like the Embrace of the Void Burke with grenades. The Ophidian Aspect, I believe, is an experiment from Mr. Osiris. It having snakes wrapped around it looks very Osiris-like, but the material it is made out of looks like the one that the Vex are made out of. Super Spin Foil is that the Vex metal flesh wrapped around your arm speeds up time around it. That's why you have Quick Draw and Reload on everything. Time is just sped up for your hands. So, Justin, go. I... I love that there are tiers of spin foil in this <laughs> in this dispatch. Like there's like if you if you pay just a little bit more, you can get the ultimate platinum disc spin of foil. Um, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, man, there's there's a whole lot there. The dragged in your implications are definitely interesting. Uh, to go with that, you kind of have to subscribe to the, you know, the school of thought that there's a chance he could have not been a hunter. Um, they do keep showing him as a warlock, or every time they I post, every time they post something about Dragon or Thorn, it's a warlock. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. no, it is. It, That's because he's a hunter who saw the light. <laughs> Those are fighting um, words. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, Mel. Mel, that's 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 a hunter I'll give them. Um, that's, this is yeah. true. This is I'm true. not too concerned. You can have him. They try to take Jaren or Cade from us. I'll be upset. He, but that's that's one I'll let go. Because um, you warlocks like to have your whole entire batch of crazy. So <laughs> take the crazy, put him in your corner. Tolling much? I'm not naming names. But, um, you know. Yeah. I I still like the picture Tolan screaming the Ascendant Realm. What did you do? I can see him kind of walking around, like kind of shaking back and forth a little bit at this point. Like a cage tiger. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. I'm a really mad John Lithgow. Um,. No, uh, I, I like the Vex's metal flesh wrapped around. Your yeah, that arm one speeds up time I, around it. I, that actually kind of makes sense. Uh, yeah that 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 part of it is my favorite part of it. Um, mm. yeah. Any thoughts, Coed? 
fitting aspect being an experiment from Osiris. I could see I could it. It's plausible, but there's not it, much to back it up. That's that's a total spin. No, there's thing not for sure. It's not best armor piece ever. Is the hunter arm from a <laughs> year two trials with a cobra knife? Turn your throw like that out there to the no, void. no. That's not. That's like. Shelly is the biggest F you to nature ever. It's like, oh, you're a living beetle? You're a living beetle? Not only that. You live on my arm now. My arm is your ecosystem. Not only that. That beetle is big enough to eat most people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Intimidating. But we live right? together in perfect symbiosis, co-ed. Yep. Damn right. I love that. He whispers he sweet little me. nothings into my ears. Um, <laughs> yeah, in mind turning your mind blank into the void. I don't agree with that because I have my own theory on the void. I don't have any problem it, doing that. It doesn't work with that at all. Just um, <laughs> I do like I do like Vex's you know Vex's metal flesh speeding top time around you. That's my yeah. favorite part of this. I think that's we can super think, cool. Think. I like that. That is the yeah. That's that's the shine brain sparklers. I'm going brain to take sparklers, That's what we should be taking away from this is brain sparklers. And I'm metal. just going to run around the tower and just like find the most ridiculous emote I can. Scare Do tiny dance, guardians. tiny dance with brain sparklers. Uh, no, you could actually, if you're going to do the brain sparklers, Perfect. I think you need to do the nana nana boo boo. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, works best. I do have that one. Uh, <laughs> that's special. Uh, that's special. That's special. All right, Mel, you want a special kind of stupid? Yes. So Julian was really awesome, and he sent in a he or she um, sent in a really cool drawing of their version of what they think Tolan would look like. Um, what? Yeah, yes. I'll send it to you guys. It's really cool. It's actually really really cool. So, um, and they were wondering if what my uh, thoughts are on like what he or she had drawn for, um, like what, what they did. Um, so those of you who obviously can't see it, Blue, you're going to put a link to this in, uh, you want to message him and ask him? Yeah. I, well, I just got to figure out how, where I'm going to put the link. Um, I will, I will do what I can. I might put it in, I might put it in the discord chat okay and link it to yeah ask him ask him it's okay to post it so that way people can kind of get an idea yeah. of what i'm talking about yeah or or i could tweet it and pin it if yeah well, no, i don't that. know if he wants that many people seeing it i don't know if it's like no cool no or... it's only like 10 people it would be cool <laughs> so justin there's this magical thing called the internet and once you put things on the internet it stays out there forever i've got some things to clean up. I'll catch you guys next week. <laughs> Anyways, continuing on. So what I really, really love about this is they actually made the costume half and half, which I think is really, really awesome because it goes into the duality between his former life as a guardian and his life as we see him now or that he sees himself as now. And so when you look at it, well, the the left half of his body has robes that look very similar to like a normal world look robe. Um, I can't tell if they're actually one of the exotics. It might be. I'm not 100%. Maybe, Julian, can you confirm or deny that um, if it's supposed to be one of the exotic robes or something along those nature? But 
what is really cool is that it's actually worn down. So like the armor down on his shin is actually worn down. It's starting to break away. Um, the cloth is actually has some tears and stuff on it. And on the opposite side, you, he actually has replaced half of his cloak with what looks like to me, similar to the cloaks that you see on the uh, wizards almost. Mm -hmm. And it has a bunch of the writing and like a lot of the, the, God, what do you want to call them? Runes, I guess. Runes, yeah. Yeah. So glyphs. like a lot of yeah, a lot of runes and glyphs that you see within the hivey hiveness around, you know, the dreadnought and stuff of that nature. And I thought that was really interesting as kind of his way of maybe camouflaging um himself within the rest of the hivey hiveness. So you kind of say, like, I, I'm a pillar. Yes, I'm a pillar in the ascendant realm. Don't look at me. I'm not an actual former guardian. Um I thought that was really, really cool. Um, I would love to see um, a lot more of shapes on the Hivey Hiveness that look more like um, maybe like someone like the Wizard Robes, robes or something along those lines. Um, I like that he has a book in his hand. So um, yeah, I was going to say that's my favorite part. That's my favorite part, too. So I he didn't state whether or not if this is Tolan after the failed raid or before mm -hmm. the failed raid. So, but either way, I would imagine Tolan had his journal from when he was a guardian and now he's keeping his journal from wherever he is now. So it works either way. Like, I think that is really, really awesome. Um, and the fact that he has a helmet on that looks like um, basically skull. a hive, a skull from a hive. Yeah. yeah. So um, it almost looks like a thrall. A little bit like, I actually, like I, a thrall. Or I thought it, it was the skull of Dara Amkara. Yeah, I thought it yeah. was the Amkara. Okay, yeah, I, I can see the Amkara. It's got the two little ridges. Yeah, and then like yeah. the split yeah, I jaws. I can agree with that. Yeah, so this I would totally see that. This yeah. would have to be before failed raid, because after failed raid, he didn't have one of these. He didn't have a body anymore. <laughs> The other, the other interesting thing is, and Mel, did you did you talk Rejection. about did you talk about the it. the shoulder kind of having the stag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had not gotten to that point. Okay, yet, okay, yes, sorry. yes. So he has on the pauldron for the gauntlet on the guardian half of the outfit looks very reminiscent of the stag helmet. It actually looks like there's stag horns that are coming out, and like what we discussed earlier about how the stag helmet obviously puts a lot of play on the fact that you are the lone person your fire team you are now going stag to all these different things um it's really interesting because he is alone he is going into a whole entire realm that guardians or humans or whatever told it was totally human does we even know that mm -hmm. uh, no that's an assumption yeah that's an assumption, assumption but it's not confirmed okay so um yeah, so he's the first being, I guess, um, light being that has gone to the darkness, which is really interesting. Um, and he also has, instead of any weapon that we are familiar with in-game, he's carrying a staff, mm -hmm. which I think is really interesting. Um, it also still signifies that he's still fighting of some nature, but maybe not on the sense that we fight we're not fight like we're fighting to like really put in dent in these these guys like this yeah. feels more like a weapon of self-defense um mm -hmm. it could it could also be an implement for him to 
gather energy or something. It looks like I'm like a mage staff, I guess is the best way to describe it. So, but overall, I think it's really bad. So Julian, that's awesome. Keep it up. Keep up the art. Keep up the artness. Keep on doing your your interpretation of our these cool characters that we actually have no freaking clue what they look like. Um, if someone wants to send in stuff about like you know Dragon Yor and all these other characters that we love to talk about, um, and send in what you think they look like, yeah, I I would love to talk about it. So, but so thank you, Julian. Thank you for for sending in. It's awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and I'm I I'll email him and ask him if he's okay or she's okay with us posting that. Um, hopefully that hopefully they are because it's it's really it's a really good sketch. I really I really liked looking at it. Um, yeah, they put a lot of thought into it, and there's a lot of different levels and stuff going on in it, and I think it's really cool. I think it's really it shows that this um, they take a lot of account into the different lore and what makes up tolan besides just the you know like the straight story of him mm-hmm. like what makes tolan tolan and what makes him tick so yeah, yeah. crazy one has lots of ticks <laughs> yeah he probably crazy does he makes him tick hivey hiveness makes him tick way to go mel i missed that <laughs> yeah yeah um so do we want to roll the shout outs? Yeah. Yes. Coed. How about, how about it? Go ahead. <clears throat> oh, I've got a couple shout outs. Um, first one is to my clan DOD military. Um, we do, we're, we're going to be starting to do a lot of stuff with stackup.org. In case you guys don't know what they are, a non-for-profit that does a lot of uh, stuff for vets um, and vet families that send them care packages and whatnot. Um, they're, they're really cool. They're awesome. Um, also shout out to rabbit hole radio, the new podcast. We're about to record our next episode tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. That should be out either Sunday or Monday, depending on when I can sit down and actually edit it. Nice. Um, and that's it. Awesome. Mel, what about, what about you? Uh, I don't have too many shoutouts this week. Uh, it's awesome to be back. So yay. 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 Hopefully I don't get that crazy. Well, luckily friend weddingness is all over now. So, but also congratulations to my, to my clan mates on getting the married since we kind of all bonded over destiny. So destiny and us hold a very special place. Um, and as always, thank you guys for, for having me on the show and co-ed. Thanks for being here. It's really awesome to have other people on and get their, inf- you know, like get their perspective on stuff that we talk about. Well, you're welcome. You, 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 no problem. No problem, buddy. <laughs> Justin, what about you? Oh, where can I start? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, big shout out to N64 Josh for joining some people last week for uh, this week earlier this week for uh, the <laughs> extra lore extra lore on Zelda. I yeah. unfortunately had a um, had a sleeping appointment that I could not miss and uh, missed that. So um, yeah, definitely you guys if uh, if you're looking for good destiny and other 
gaming content, check out uh, N64Josh on Twitter um, at LootGaming.com, I think is his website. Loot Cave. Um, also, Loot, Loot Cave. Cave. Sorry. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. He's got a lot of different places to, to view. Um, so, also, big shout out to Coed and all of Rabbit Hole Radio. Check them out. I know I will be, and if I don't get a guest spot on that soon, I will burn this place to the ground. It's gonna, it's gonna be a little bit. No pressure. No pressure, no bro. Pressure. <laughs> that uh, means you better act ASAP. Yeah. No. Yeah. And um, big, big shout out to uh, Scrappy Doo from Chat. I jumped in with him and his crew the other day, ran some. Uh, custom games and had a great time. Uh, good group of peeps and uh, Mel getting married. They grow up so fast. I'm, I'm not I that was, young. I really am not that young. Up. I wasn't going to cry. Um, <laughs> Thank you, and God. then lastly, but certainly not leastly, um, Green Eyed, who couldn't be here tonight because uh you know, adultly type duties. Uh, really looking forward to seeing you back here um, for some beard commentary next week. So, that's it. You're still mad that. All right, anyways. Uh, email topic. So, email topic. Good. <laughs> email topic for next week is going to be the Titan exotic armor. So, it should. We should wrap up all of exotic armors next week. Um, yeah, I'm actually I'm surprised we ran through them so fast. And then yes, Dubba Dubba in chat beards confirmed for <laughs> Destiny Two. See Justin, Duba! see Justin. That's that's how we should. That anyways, um, we got an email also that was actually not related to this week's episode, so we didn't read it. But it's from uh, user Galaxis thirty seven. I I wanted two things. First off, two things. Um, I forgive you for your mistaken idea that warlocks are the master class. So uh, you're 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 okay. I forgive you for that. But um, also, I wanted to say thank you for your thought on the future war cult shaders. I'm going to be looking into that. He actually was responding to the future war cult episode that we had, in which I kind of made a comment about we couldn't figure out or we couldn't think of what the um, the numerical values after the shaders were. Uh, Galaxus actually pointed out that it could possibly be an error code. Um, and he gave me a couple examples to hunt down. So I'm going to be looking into that when I, when I get a chance. Uh, my, my professional life has gotten a little bit hectic recently with all the projects for the new year. So as soon as I get a first a chance, I'm going to be looking into that, but I really appreciate it. And that's a, it's a really, really good idea actually. So, um, yeah, so I think that is actually everything. You guys got anything else? <coughs> like my class. <laughs> IR Hunter. Um, excuse you? What was that? Huh? Titan! Give <laughs> <laughs> me. Outside. Let's go. I'll snap you with my melee. <laughs> yeah, you will actually. Actually, you probably will. That is that is not cool, bro. That is not cool. Not cool. It's not cool. cool. I'll snipe you with my sniper. <laughs> sniper, no sniping. 
Sniper. Yeah. No sniping. So no, you guys don't have anything else other than the argument? No. Okay. <laughs> Nothing right. concrete, Blue. Nothing okay. concrete, but <laughs> we're working on it. Um, we're cats. You need to herd us in now. <laughs> Here we go. With All that, right. we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. Links to all our sites can also be found with our episode archives over on www.focusfirechat.com. Thank you again, Coed, for jumping into the chat. I'll be putting those links into our show note for anyone who would like to continue this conversation with you. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any feedback or questions for us concerning the podcast and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback on iTunes or through email as well. Be sure to check out our partner podcast within the Guardian Radio Network over on the guardiansofdestiny.com. So, until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright. 